All right. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of ET Network. I'm your host, Deadman. With me, as always, Grave Robber. And we have a special guest today, the man, the myth, the legend, the hog himself, BJ Robbins. How are you doing, guys? Awesome. It's great to be back. It's been a few years since uh, I was on, so it's always exciting to be back. So I love the new setup. Thank you. Um, it looks exciting. Um, makes me like my background I need to work on because it's Mary Kay products. It still looks good. I mean, you, you're the star. You're what makes it look good. Susan oh. says, hi, BJ. Hello, because the student my studio is on the other side of the camera. So yeah, it's so. Uh, um, no, it's been doing pretty well. I've been staying pretty busy. I keep picking up new new hobbies as always with podcasting and other things. You yeah, you are constantly busy. You are a difficult man to nail down. But then this is one of the but what? Well, there's been a topic in my head that I've wanted to talk about for about a year on now, and that's just uh, the evolution of hip hop. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's been really difficult for me, you know what I mean? And, and it's, it's, uh, trying to quantify it, but I know you're a historian far more than I am. Well, it, something, um, uh, now on Thursdays at 1313 eatery on 12th and Sherman, uh, um, DJing an open mic now. And it. it's weird is because, um, you just basically play music and, but you play when they come up and they, and they leave or whatever. And it's weird is cause like, um, there's so many different age groups in there. There's I'm 42 and right. it's all the way down to like 21 year old. So you never know what someone likes or they like or not. So, um, I, my first introduction to hip hop was you guys, you guys know big lots, right? Uh, big lots. Yeah. The store. Okay. So when I was little, um, there was a Ponderosa and Seymour and probably about a hundred yards away was a big lots. So when, um, once a month we would go to Ponderosa and then we would go Ponderosa is a buffet, like, um, Don Corral. And then we would go over to big lots and then we would go through the tapes. And so I, uh, I I used to find, um, like not really a mixtape, but they would like songs that were big in New York. They put it on a cassette. And like it have people like the rap, rap and Duke, um, the Real Roxanne, UTFO. It'll it'll also have um, uh, Run DMC. Um, See, now that's like, what I'm familiar with. And people like that, and then it's because it started in like MC Shan, um, and sometimes KRS One, um, <laughs> uh, Houdini, um, African Bambata. I know so, that one. So it would have a mixture of those, and uh, we would just play it over and over. <laughs> and then um, I remember we had Karma as another place. Um, I think they're all. I think Karmas are all gone now. Karma's, no, I think there's still like maybe one or two left on the, the east side. The one on Kentucky Ave and Indy closed. I know that one did. There yeah. was one on twenty. What is that? Sixteenth no KRS one. Sixteenth yeah. Post. Um. And so we used to go to Karma, and then um, my, my, I was in fifth grade. My very first hip hop tape I bought was Public Enemy Yo Bum Rusty Show. Right. I'm gonna I'm gonna turn off your echo cancellation because I don't know why it's, it's the vocal processing on this app went kind of haywire a little while ago. So if you can turn your gain up for me a little bit, me, yeah. Is that better? Oh, perfect. Yeah, mine was all, mine was almost all the way up. 
Yeah, I don't like. I don't know what it is with like uh, for 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 almost a year. We've been watching like video uh, uh, music videos and stuff on the post show, and for some fucking reason, uh, it was working okay. And then, uh, and, and then all of a sudden the app updated, and it was just like, oh, echo cancellation now means extraordinary vocal processing, and you can't hear a fucking thing, and it makes everything sound really funky. So, well, it can't echo if it doesn't make enough sound. You know. Hang on, what are, you, what are you drinking, Bubba? Mint chocolate chip milkshake. Oh my god. That sounds good. It is. It's made with bluebell ice cream and Hershey syrup. So, anyways, uh, <laughs> well, let's, uh, let's, let's, let me, let me start off this show, uh, first of all, with a public apology. Uh, I was at BJ's birthday not too long, and I, and I made the very uh, arrogant and erroneous statement that he didn't listen to our shows. And I and I and he corrected me. Hey, hi, hi, Mike Smith. And uh, and he corrected me. And I've been wanting to get this off my chest. So, BJ, I apologize for assuming that of you. Well, that rather I, I tried. I tried. Um, I haven't been listened to because I usually travel, which means that at some point in time during the week, I'll have at least seven hundred miles in a rental car. Right, seven, eight hundred miles, thousand miles. So I just burn through podcasts. Um, and listen to them that way. But I've been working in indie train a lot of people here recently. Um, That's a perfect time for a podcast. <laughs> yeah. And then I'll, then I'll turn it off, just start talking to myself like a, like a psycho. But that's why I'm glad there's Bluetooth now, because people think you're on the phone talking to somebody. You're not crazy if you talk to yourself. You're only no. crazy if you interrupt. Yeah, that's why I don't record it, because there might be answers to it. So, No, like I said, is. um a lot of uh, growing up there was a lot of different music my brother listened to my mom listened to nothing but country wkkg top 100 every sunday right uh, my brother's a huge kiss fan and also a huge hip-hop fan um so but once i heard like public enemy and then um i would see who else was like um would be a um i guess a feature on on, on it and try to find their tape at the time try to find their tape and then try to have them um, listen to them. So, and that's where I found like Eric, Eric B and Rakim, um, Dougie fresh, uh, in the show found ice tea, all those guys, uh, because in, in Indianapolis is, or Indiana is a B market in anyways. Right. Yeah. We grew up in Southern Indiana where, um, <laughs> not exactly known for diversity. No. Um, but that's why karma was so great. Um, in my collection, I actually have, I think I showed it to you last time we're over here. I actually have the um, Ice T body count, his rock album with the actual yeah. cop killer on it. Yeah, so, you do. Yeah, I'm very, I'm very jealous of that. By the way, I'm very that was a gift. That you have that. Uh, that was a gift. So somebody, somebody got that for me. So somebody says in the chat, what's the difference between hip hop and rap? Because the early artists were Tupac, Salt and Pepper, Ice T, LL Cool J, and the BC Boys. Uh, there, there is, there is a difference. Those were, those were later. Those were not like, see, we think yeah. those guys were like the first, but there was like a lot of people before them. And those are the ones like Tupac did come around forever. Cause Tupac was actually originally part of digital, under, digital underground. Right. Um, he's actually makes a movie appearance in the Chevy chase movie. Um, I can't even think off the top of my head now, but anyways, at the end, or, uh, um, they show up to like these people have their own court basically. And it's a Chevy Chase movie. Dan Aykroyd is dressed up, but he started with Digital Underground. Then he went on to 
have his own success and then he went on to um everything else so well that was the biggest biggest misconception was is hip-hop and rap there's no difference it's just i like to i like to say there is i like to say there isn't and the, no rap? In the pu- but in the public perception is there there's oh, public no, there's, perception there's no difference because no. like there's a there's called hip-hop culture so like a lot of people when they refer to hip-hop in my opinion is like backpacking backpacking ciphers it's almost like native tongue family like de la soul tropical quest um black sheep um and people like that and the roots people that almost have like conscious rap right so it's basically about the most deaf um talib khalib black moon um those people like that yeah, you sugar, are turned down way too low now. Yeah, Sugar Hill Gang. Yeah. So and and that was just, but it was started out in New York, and then like and then like Brooklyn, and then um, is that better? Wait, you're on the wrong. You're on the wrong mic now. Is that better? Make sure you got your your Elgato selected. Yeah. Uh, Mike Smith says digital underground, like getting busy in a Burger King bathroom. Yes, yes, like like that yeah, digital like underground, like Humpty. Wasn't that Tupac the one that was saying like? The, uh, uh, was it? I don't know where the sound is from. No, but that's one thing that um, I'm working on now. So is if you actually go to some of your favorite songs and see where they were, if there's a Twitter page uh, that shows the samples that actually right. play the song from was from. Um, you'd be surprised because I actually, um, and that's a different conversation about sampling because there's some great songs that you, you will never get to hear because they couldn't clear the publishing on the samples. Yeah. That's actually something we talked about a little while ago about Michael Jackson and how sometimes some things went really wrong with his music because somebody would use a beat or something and we kind of lost track. Well, like and the other thing is like Paul, what was it? Paul McCartney bought his catalog. Testicles one, two. There you are. Okay, perfect. (laughs) And then he, Paul McCartney, bought his music, and then he was selling it out to like Nike, right? Yeah, for for publishing. So that's why, because most people that um, most people don't own their music. That's that's the part that you hear. Um, That's why Master P was so so important. Was he owned his masters, and that's why Snoop Dogg Snoop Dogg just bought um, um, Death Row so he can have his masters back. I was gonna say, didn't he just get his rights back, like as yeah. an artist? But let's um, let's, so let's 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 talk about what's happened to to, to rap and hip hop because I like to I like to believe there is a, there is a difference between rap and hip hop. Uh, I believe that hip hop is more about poetry. It is more about uh, you know getting lyrics out, getting a getting a good flow, sounding great, and rap is more about more or less telling a story. I like to think rap is more. Uh, you know the notorious B.I.G. talking about getting out of the hood. You know what I mean? Uh, even uh, even like some instances of Nas's songs where he talks about a specific subject for a little while. Dude, Nas and his fucking math problems, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so I mean, honestly, the rap was just the name it was given to it, and then involved in the hip hop because when I think of Biggie, I think of hip hop. Because a lot of stuff out of New York was considered mm. hip hop, and then rap almost came from the West Coast a little bit, um, but it was also like Tipper Gore and people like that that would talk about like rap, um, yeah, and, and what they wanted to basically ban it. And then obviously, um, when NWA came out, we've all most of us seen the movie and the backlash for that one. So yeah, 
then you realize that a lot of people don't write their own. I don't say a lot, but a lot of people don't write their own stuff. Like Ice Cube no. wrote a lot of a lot of that. Uh, do, all Dr. Dre's stuff has been wrote by other people. Uh, I mean, Jay, like Jay Z's helped write it. Eminem helped write it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We were we were we were literally just talking about that on a post show. We were talking about it took thirteen people to write uh what was it? The single ladies by Beyonce. Single Lady by Beyonce. <laughs> it took one person with a ghostwriter for uh Bohemian Rhapsody. But let's so like one of the earliest instances of rap or, you know, speaking in rhyme with a quick pace behind it was Blondie, believe it or not. And I think she's also partly responsible Johnny for Johnny Cash. Uh, Johnny Cash. Well, um, we talked about what what was considered rap, like way way before the birth of hip hop. We're talking about the twenties and thirties, and even the forties, and that was a uh, a spoken word type poem, and that's what was considered rap back then, uh, and it was called a rap. Yeah, Fat uh, Five even... Freddy is in the Blondie video, which he was a big yeah. instrument of hip hop, and of course, I mean, if you're gonna come out. With a genre, then you don't want to use a white person when you throw it out there first, right? <laughs> I th- I think you kind of do. I think <clears throat> that eases the marketing. I mean, let's let's face it. New York New York hip hop would wouldn't be where 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 it is now without the Beastie Boys. Like I don't like saying that, but that's the obvious truth. Beastie you know Boys I mean? aren't New York though. No, that's 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 the furthest from it. Really? Yes. So, where am I wrong? So basically, but you're talking about what well, you're talking about, like Beastie Boys. They had the um, Run DMC was before the Beastie Boys, right? Yeah. They they broke it big, tougher than leather, and things like that. Right. Um, don't know all the albums off the top of my head, but you know it was Rick Rubin, and then it was Russell Simmons, and then obviously Russell Simmons brothers in Run DMC, and then you had um, the Beastie Boys, which was more. Um, Frat, I hate to say this word, but frat rock or frat rap. Like they're like more, the Bloodhound Gang. Yes, and so, but yeah. and then they involved. Once you get the ill communication, um, they work with Q-Tip from Tribe, and then their stuff totally changed. Um, but when they first started, it was that one. But I mean, because they got a lot of play. Because I mean, I think at one point in time, 85 percent, 80, 85 percent of hip hop was bought by white people. Yeah, right? so still is. Uh, and yeah, yeah, and so you know, and then the Beastie Boys were they they were very instrumental in it, but they weren't the reason they the um, the mainstream got it because in you know, because um, like Grandmaster gonna... Flash, Grandmaster Flash came out in 1982. Um, that's one of the earliest ones of it, and then you look at 83 was Run DMC, Sucker MCs. I did some research. Um, <laughs> I always do, but uh, Dougie uh, Fresh and the Get Fresh Crew, 19, 1985, which is a it's a great song. Still yeah. this day, but it, it still plays this day. And then 1985 was LL Cool J, Rock the Bells. Uh, so like, I'm, I'm not going to say they're solely responsible. I'm not, I'm not trying to say that. What I'm saying is that like Eminem, in a very, very strangely controversial time when it was to accept hip-hop and rap, uh, Eminem made it palatable to the mainstream, and I think the Beastie Boys did that at that time. It was, for... was Run DMC and Aerosmith. I think, yeah, I, I think that is like literally the inception. That is the spark, and I think because I, I had people that listen something Boys... about rock that was like, "Hey, I love this song," <laughs> and, and, and I was like, and "Then because it's like anything else, like the first time I saw a Kevin Smith movie, right?" And I was like, "All right, right. what else? What else has he done?" And you go down that rabbit hole. 
But Aerosmith, when that video came out, and obviously MTV was huge because they used to just play videos. Um, and then you would see that video and you're like, and then you would just see Rundy and they're like, it was just such a, it's such a great song. Yeah. And then you get that, that you got the classic guitar riff and then it immediately goes to the record scratch. Like it's a, it's a pretty iconic intro and uh, yes, walk this way. Susan says, I see De La Sola's hip hop and Nate Dogg has rap harmonies versus splitting hardcore lyricisms. It's, Actually, to, to me, there's no difference. Like rap just needs to go away. It's it's always been hip hop because the reason that people say rap was because they put gangster rap in front of it. In my opinion, so they would say that's gangster rap. Then they drop the gangster, mm. say that's still rap, right? Because yeah. West Coast was about because you had Ice T, um, Ice Cube, and then you had um, everybody else that was an NWA, um, and then you had um, MC8 from Compton's Most Wanted. Um, who has a funny diss track on Everlast, which is hilarious. It's actually played in uh, the movie uh, Minister Society. Um, I love diss tracks. Those are my favorite. I know, I know they are. They just, they, to me, it's just like um, they're funny. Um, I love the idea of two grown ass men in separate rooms writing poems about each other. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I hate him so bad, I'm going to rhyme this together. Exactly. I hate that motherfucker so bad, I'm going to think about him for the next four to three days. <laughs> yeah, Paul Revere came out in 86. He's a little right. story. So, um, if you, that, that way, song. if you go through and look at it, and then, like, uh, uh, Fuck the Police came out in 1988. Yep, um, I was going through Eric. One of my favorite is uh, is Eric B and Rakim, Paid in Full, the album. Uh, they actually made a movie about it. Eric B, Eric Rakim is top five of all time. Rakim, yeah. Uh, okay, so the Susan says uh, Kanye versus the world. That's actually where this whole conversation for me started, and uh, let's let's kind of delve into this. All right, BJ. Kanye is Kanye is a genius. No. You know, God damn it. Are you I, saying I that unironically? Like... No, no, no. From a musical world, he changed the culture of beats. He changed the culture of production. He changed the culture of of a lot of that behind the scenes. You guys are talking about the celebrity Kanye. No. Well, I'm talking no, about I'm what not. he did what he did for music. When he did through the wire with his jaw shut. Yeah. And then how he got his studio time when no did you watch the documentary? I don't watch documentaries. They hate documentaries. This, but it shows you. It's a bit, he did what we did. What podcast can we get on? Hey, how are you doing this? He mm. did everything like that, and you have to respect that hustle. From I'm not talking about him as a person. I'm talking about his drive. I, I am. Be. I am leaving all of his personal shit out. All all of his Kim shit. All of his fucking Pete Davis. All all of that. I'm leaving the fuck out. <laughs> His his very first works, his first two, maybe three albums were absolutely incredible. I just I just find it that when he did try to work, I find it funny when he tried to work with Daft Punk and he said he sent over the remix that his people had did. Daft Punk sent it back with a note that said, "No, we'll do it." That was not. That's no. one case, but he's However, also some of the most popular music on, he had me, his hands on. Let me let me let me let me finish. So. What where, where I hold him responsible for where this state of rap is is that it started with so much drive and it started with so much passion and so much fucking want that now we end up with I'm a sick fuck I like a quick fuck I I'm yeah a, but that's more like the Migos that did that shit yeah so I the don't Mi the Migos are the originators of that yeah the, it's still yeah but also you have to evolve is your is your show still the same from when it started. 
God no. Then yeah, we don't so even have the same hosts. <laughs> what I'm seeing is as you, I'm just saying as you evolve. I'm not saying that it's good, but I'm saying is you have to evolve and you have to try different things. But the problem is, is when you get that big, then you have everybody around you is like, hey, this is good. Right? Yeah, you, you get surrounded by yes men. I mean, I my hip hop playlist is about 14 hours long, and I have one song that has Kanye in it. And it's because it's Three Six Mafia, and I love Three Six Mafia. See, I can't stand Three Six Mafia. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't like. I, I don't. I don't mind Three Six Mafia. I don't like crunk music. Never liked it. Will never like it. I. I, I it has its place. It has. Its I kind of. Like I kind of deduced that when you would talk about West Coast and East Coast, and I was like, well, what about the Tennessee and Midwest rap? No, Al. <laughs> now Alcast will never get the respect that they ever got based True. out of. Just like Luke will never get the what he deserved out of Miami, even though like yep. it was very sexual. But like, but no, like I like Three Six Mafia. I just like I respect <laughs> them. I just don't like their music. Yeah, that's fine. You know? but, but like no, um, those, those are the type of guys I'd love to hang out with though for like maybe two hours because yeah, after two I may be dead before you start getting in trouble <laughs> before you overdose. So uh, Mike Smith says, BJ, have you heard of the album Rap versus Rap the Answer album? No, no. no. There's something for you to check out. Uh, I haven't heard of it either. Anything that says rap versus rap sounds like never heard of it. Sounds like something that was at Kmart and then it's on Clarence. It's in the blue. Yeah, something you got from the Columbia Records Club. It's like the stuff that I bought as a kid. That's what I bought. It was like it would be like it had compilations. Yeah, it'd be the and it would make no sense of the compilations. But um, I it's but things have to evolve. I think what Kanye did is is like he um. I don't know. I mean, everybody talks about his ego and stuff, but the documentary is really good because his best friend that was helped document it would, would talk about how he changed and how he was acting and doing these things. Right. And everything fell off the cliff when his person that kept him grounded, his mom, passed. And then he had nothing, yeah. nothing. Then everything, he just went to where he was. Yeah, and, and, and like I said, leaving, leaving all of that behind, like, I'm going to read off some of the fucking lyrics, right? This is his verse in that song. I'm a sick fuck. I like a quick fuck. I like my dick sucked. I'll buy you a sick truck. I'll buy you some new tits. I'll get you that nip tuck. Like, come the fuck on. That dude. sounds like a country song. Yeah, dude. Like, I got well, that real good. Dude, I was in country hip hop last night for three hours. <laughs> Four oh, hours. In Four the back hours. of my big black jacked up truck. <laughs> I went through country hip hop beef last night for a couple hours. Oh no, terrible! So like, so the thing is, right? Is it? I was. I heard this song. It came. It came on a mix of mine. I don't know why it's on that mix. I didn't create it. I think it was like one of those like auto generated things. And I was just like, this is goddamn horrible. And then, and then that two songs later, Triumph by Wu Tang comes on. And yes. I'm just, and I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, and, and I got the lyrics here. So like, like it, it's just where the fuck did this effort go? Because we have, we, you just heard that. I'll, I'll buy you a nip tuck, a sick truck, what the fuck ever. Yeah, but uh, that whole like Wu Tang like jazz rap freestyle for twenty minutes thing, like it's that's it's this out is a there. It's just song. a lot of people don't do it. I know, but 
so let's, that's, let's that's at, one let's of, of their the... four minute songs but then again you got like <laughs> nine <up>. like like <laughs> nine guys want to fucking rap on a beat it's gonna take a while so let's look at know? the first few fucking lines of this just the first few lines of this i bomb atomically socrates philosophies and hypotheses can't define how i drop in these mockeries lyrically perform on robbery flee with the lottery possibly they spotted me battle scar shogun explosion when my pen hits tremendous like come the fuck on dude from that from that in 1990 something to i like a sick fuck i'm like my dick sucked like there's a big truck there's a fucking duck like get the come the fuck on dude yeah like there's a fucking reason i hate fucking music today right but they're lining it up to make a rhyme eminem was just as bad though eminem yeah he's not above reproach i love eminem and i will fucking criticize the shit out of him no revival was a garbage fucking album but but um but what I'm seeing is though, and that's the that's the point to it is though. After you do so much, after so long, like you're you're gonna miss on some of them. Yeah, I mean, but okay. if you but if you go through um uh the Rihanna, Jay Z, and Kanye, his verse on that, he just kills everybody on that track, right? Mm-hmm. But what I'm but what I'm saying is though, it's just with him. I think people giving too much hate for the celebrity and not what actually he did behind the scenes. And, and, and like I said, I, I, I'm, I'm leaving that out. I'm leaving out the celebrity thing because as, as a human being, I think he's a terrible fucking person. As a human being, I, I do believe that the entertainment world would be better with him gone. Not dead, just gone. Just made irrelevant. He did, does even, but then again, you have somebody who came from nothing, created a clothing line, created a shoe line, created music, produced music. Mm-hmm. Well, like, like, so he had, he's one, he's a, um, Kanye has his own shoes. Yeah. They're called Yeezys. Yeah, oh, but, okay. But what I'm saying is, so we I'm have some, clean. we have somebody who, Ooh, what the fuck? who came all the way up and then like, we're, we're, but we're tearing him down, but we don't know him. Right. So, correct. Um, which is why, which is why like, I, I leave like my personal bias of his, you know what I mean? Like his lifestyle and shit like that. I leave it out. I, I leave it out completely when I when I look at his work when I look at the things that he's done and I and I understand what you're saying and we talked about this a little while ago right we talked about this a little while ago we talked about how here right now he's trying to sue Sony to get out of his record deal and and uh, DJ Grave Robber and I were were formulating theories as to why he's doing this he's making hand over his money whatever whatever he's not my, making it off his records though well two hundred dollars to play it on a single you know what I mean mp3 player what's a bit ridiculous people bought it too it went platinum yeah but um hey i do like that kanye song gold digger i just looked it up <laughs> uh when i look at when i look at specifically and i kind of forgot well, what we were talking about specifically was the idea that this was a very young man that went that when he got signed with sony sony said we're going to give you 75 million dollars for a eight album deal and Five, four or five albums in, Kanye West is now realizing that he doesn't need them to make that money. And he's still under obligation and he's kind of throwing a shit fit because now he's who he is and he can't get out of it because Sony's like, bitch, you still got to make us our money back. Yeah, but yeah, but it, but it's just no different than contracts. Like if he was doing if he wasn't doing what he was doing, they right. would have dropped him from his record label. Oh, so absolutely. That, that, so that's like I don't blame him and in that same way with athletes when they do well they want more money and when they don't do well then they can get cut so but record labels you're in debt to them it takes you at what is it on average about a million to a million in sales and that because all the money's made it off touring 
Um, I think that's where they make their and money merch. is touring. And then and I was reading yeah. story, and I was reading the story about touring, and uh, someone's like, "Yeah, now I understand." Oh, I was listening to um, Two Bears One Cave, caught a clip, and they were talking about how touring was like because um, Tom actually got, or Tom actually got booked for a bunch of shows, overbooked, right? And he's right. like, "Now I understand why people like say, hey, I'm canceling the rest of my concert tours because of the burnout and being tired and all that." So. But yeah, touring's where the money's made is. The, um, but there's been, but I mean, we have, but we, with him, you have, he's not an entertainer. Like he can, you got to walk, I came on the show, so you got to make me a deal. Not that it was a big deal for me to be on the show, but you got to watch the Kanye thing on Netflix now. And then we'll, we will do a show in a few weeks or just about that documentary. And I think it will change your perspective a little bit. I'll, I'll watch it because I, I thought I, I, it, I thought it was, watch it. And like I said, is that's one. And there's What's also, it um, I'm gonna just, add it to your list, <laughs> to de- Dead Man. <laughs> Fucker, uh, I'm gonna give you homework. That's what happens when you call the old man. He gives you homework. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. I am. I am. Uh, watch G. Yes, a Kanye trilogy. Yes. Yes. But the guy who does it, the, the guy who does it, like you get to oh, see genius. parts of it where he starts to push him away and starts to act a certain way. And then so, but I'm talking about the behind the scenes when like he walks in and brings his drum machine. He's just sitting there. Um, it looks like he's using like an NPC. Um, I don't know which one it is, but he just bangs out a drum and then or bangs out a beat. Here you go. Because um, what's his name? Dame Dash had no faith in him rapping whatsoever. Even though um, he did a song with um, uh, Most Deaf, and right. it was a great song. So, but it was just, but I mean, his 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 outlandish behavior, like him on Sway in the morning, yes, it made me want to uh, kill him. Hey, but Shia Buff on. If you want to see a nice freestyle, go to the the. It was awesome. Like he's yeah. better than some of the ra- other rappers that's been on there. I think, uh, but let's let's let's. I love let's Shia. Move. I know people hate him, but he just he just. <laughs> I don't mind him. Connie actually him. stole. I, there's a story where they tell about Connie went into his closet and just stole Shia's clothes. <laughs> He's like, "Hey, can I grab a few things?" He almost cleaned out the whole closet. Damn. Uh, but let, let's uh, let's let's move off Kanye. Let, let's talk a little bit more about other. Other like, cause like for me, like Wu Tang was probably one of the most iconic, if not the most iconic rap group in history. And I know Migos came along. They no, kind of created the Wu the... Tang's not. I love Wu Tang. I have everything Wu Tang. I have Wu Tang sticker hanging up here. But their RZA was for his beats, right? Right. And they were also because all the members they had, they were signed to one record label. Then each individual member would actually out go get, get their own record deal. So they basically had two. Um, and Riz's brother, who helped started Wu Tang, um, that's when they started having a falling out, or whatever. But okay. but the, but like I said, is Run DMC is by far the most influential. Basically, if it wasn't for Run DMC, and then you got to go into because um, you don't have too many people. With, there's the seven original members, um, uh, like Ray, Ghost, RZA, uh, Method O-B-B. Man, Raekwon. ODB because ODB and RZA I think are cousins. <coughs> I'm not I quite sure, but like the, the reason the reason I, the reason I say that and the, the the reason I say that is because honestly, so many of us um, had so little exposure to hip hop and rap and listening to listening to Wu Tang. Uh, 
especially with it for the production value. Yeah, eighth grade, I got entered the thirty six chambers. That yeah. I was in eighth grade, and then the drums were so beat, so dirty and grimy and stuff like that. And then how they mixed in their um, Shaolin and Jizz's Liquid Swords album is yeah. highly underrated. Um, Method Man's Takao was pretty good. Um, love Method Man, and, and him and Red Man did a great, great job together. Raekwon's Cuban Links was good. Uh, Ghostface when his um, he had a couple good ones. But I couldn't. Our, I, I don't know. I didn't get into Ghostface. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's because I couldn't get a hold of his shit in Texas. But now Action Bronson sounds like him. <laughs> um, I don't know who that is. You don't know who Action Bronson <clears throat> is? I do not know. Action Bronson. He has that. He has that show that's called um, "Fuck That's Delicious" on Vice. And then he he's also he was a chef and also does hip hop and um, his DJ a uh, DJ uh, Alchemist. Uh, was Alchemist was this is funny. You guys know who Scott Kahn is, right? I know James the name. James, James so he was basically yeah, yeah, yeah. So he Scott Kahn is was, was a rapper in it when he was a teenager. Back in the nineties. And he was with Alchemist. <laughs> Alchemist basically they, they were Malibu kids that were rappers. Um it looked like a it looked like a House of Pain video, right? Yeah, but Alchemist is actually the, one of the ones that works with Eminem and works with Action Bronson, works with a lot of those people like that. So I, I, in my older age, I started getting into who the producers were more than the artist. So, um, so I spent a lot of time doing that. DJ Premier is my DJ Premier is one of my favorite. Yeah, I know who that is. Um, but Alchemist Robert, is one what of about- my favorites. What about you, man? Where where was your exposure to hip hop? Because like for mine, my first real exposure to rapping hip hop was uh, Triumph. Was Triumph from uh, from uh, fucking Wu Tang? So what what about you? Where where did where did your whole journey start? The first time I ever heard rap. Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, my mom only listened to stuff from the disco era because she's an immigrant, and my dad only listened to eighty eight point seven Way FM Christian Hit Radio. So, first time I ever heard rap was basically the Free at Last album of DC Talk with Toby Mac on there doing his rap verses, and I kind of liked that. And then I was digging through this pile of CDs that mom got in a big cardboard tube from the Columbia Record Club for like a penny. (laughs) And there was one of these compilations, and it had... Like Slick Rick, Children's Story, it had... Um, oh, that's... Oh, I love that. That was like one of my first ones. And then it had this... Oh, what was this song? I can't remember the song or the artist, but it was like, I left my wallet in El Segundo. Tribe Called Quest. Yeah, Tribe Called Quest. And then there was a couple other ones on there, and I was like, this is actually really cool stuff. So the first album, the first rap album I actually bought was... Stankonia by Outcast. That's a great one. <laughs> and I had a great time with that. I think it was seven dollars at Kmart. Yeah, because I they can still beat, do like the fast reps on that. Their southern, their southern style was great. And then um, I watched a documentary on them above. They would just be in a a wet basement, basically uh, making their beats and their sounds. And it's just yeah. like we're and then Outcast did not get a lot of love at the BET Awards. I think they won Group of the Year or Artist of the Year, whatever it was, and. They didn't get the love that they deserved at that yeah. time. Because um, you go through and then you go through and you look at the South and things like that. Like Texas. Um, um, uh, Texas was Rap-A-Lot Records. Yeah. 
And then Master P, I didn't like any of their music, but Master P to me is a genius. He's like, nope, I'm going to do this myself. <laughs> and that's another one, too. I yep. was at one of my friend's houses, and he had the that new Master P album. And so that Make Him Say Uh song, we thought the intro was just so funny. So we listened to that on repeat yep. for like he, four hours. I mean, he was selling things out of his record, <laughs> out of his trunk, and he was able to basically get a distribution deal, but he already had... Because then in, like, the 2000s... Then I mean, that's the No Limit yeah. Soldiers, you know? like. <laughs> yep. And then everybody had their own uh, record label. Like there, Everybody there was, did. There was yeah. Shady, there was G-Unit, and then there was, like... Um, so there was Interscope, and then there was Aftermath, and then... Aftermath, yes. So, but that was back... And then all of a sudden, Napster hit, and then all of a sudden, uh, MP3s hit, and then everybody was like, oh, shit. Like, we're not moving units no more. Yeah. I but really though I never really listened to rap until uh I was about 22 years old. Before then I would hear a song like from a movie or something. You know, like that's where I discovered T-Pain um and honestly the Digital Underground because I watched that movie Step Up mm. <laughs> and then Step Up to the Streets and I really liked the soundtrack in that. You know, or like I would hear like OPP on uh, the movie Jarhead. Oh, yeah. I can't believe you know about Naughty by Nature. Naughty by Nature, <laughs> Tretch is one of the very few people that scare the shit out of me. <laughs> um, but but I, that was one of the very first ones I bought, too, was Naughty by Nature. Um, and then they, right. the next one came out with like Hip Hop Array. Uh, there was a song on there, um, um, Little Ghetto Boy. That was um, That was a pretty good song. But OPP was that was a banger. Everybody listened to it. It was on uh, UMTV. I used to what it was. <laughs> I, I taped. Uh, um, God, this is so dated. But I had we would um, set the VCR to tape UMTV raps while we're at school because it came on right when we're getting off the bus and stuff. Nice. Then we go back. Yeah, and it came on at like it. like three thirty, right? Three thirty in the afternoon or something like that. Yeah. So yeah, that was uh, Ed Lover and then Dr. Dre, the other Dr. Dre. Um. So See, and then and then he would have I, I everybody got, on there. I got a theory why why MP3 killed the record industry, like how because, video killed the radio star. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. Hear me, so out, go, hear me out. Hear me out. Go with your theory, then I'll tell you mine. All right. So hear me out. You put on a single. Single is unlike anything else on the record. Somebody goes to Napster, gets your single, but then gets two or three other songs off your record, right? Because they're available. Here is that the single is the only thing that sounds like that and decides to skip the rest of the fucking record. And I think and I think so many bands were so used to doing this, like so used to just baiting you in with a cool fucking one hit one hit song on the billboard and everything else like that, that they were kind of reliant on how quickly you would run out to buy that record or that album because uh, it had that one fucking song on it. Like like, like look at for instance Gorillas. Clint Eastwood it sounds nothing, nothing like the rest of that album. Right. Nothing. But I like, still like, paid twelve bucks for that CD. But I'm yeah. Gonna, but I'm gonna take it one step further. Go ahead. So uh, well, let's say we're a mariachi band, right? I All love three mariachi of us. Music. <laughs> right? Three brown and, boys. And then we get down. We get done with our album. We turn into the head of the label, and he, they're like, "You know what? I don't hear a single. There's not a right. single." There's not a lead single on this album. I need a lead single. So you go back. Have you ever seen these comedians in, in, in Britain? It's on YouTube. 
they play like three chords and they play different mm-hmm. notes. <laughs> the axis yeah, yeah. of awesome. Yeah. Axis of awesome. Yeah. So basically, that's what they do. Like, all right, let's play Fuck these three chords. <laughs> the next thing you know, we're reproducing La Bamba and we're putting it out. And then they buy the album. And that's not even the music that the group wanted to play. They wanted to play their own music, right? So I, I, I remember listening to people talk about that. They would be like, they would turn into record, like, well, I don't, I don't hear a single or anything like that. So it was always very interesting um, to hear and I that. Always- when we talked, we talked a little bit, and we 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 had conflicting, well, we had conflicting ideas because I always thought that the first album of a band was uh, not guys. Not, I just found a mariachi version of La Bamba, like no there shit. It is. I'm excited. Hell now. yeah! Hell but yeah. no, the other thing is <laughs> the other thing is remember before CD singles, they had tape singles. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I used to buy the tape and be excited, like, oh, wow, this is awesome. They, they, they would have, like, the one version, instrumental, and something else, right? And then the album come out and be like, I'm not buying this. And then the CD singles. And I agree with you, though, but, like, because they were like, well, we're looking for um, we're looking for a certain sound for you to re- And if you go, there's an artist by the name of Spose who I saw in concert, right? Spose, Spose yeah. He's got more swagger than a cripple. He's got if, little biceps <laughs> and getting fatter in the middle. If you yep. listen to, <laughs> if you listen, he was signed. He dropped out of college, was signed, right? And they flew him mm. out to L.A. And then one of his songs he's had is called Pop Song. Yeah, so, yeah. And he goes to explains it like, yeah, if you don't want to do it this way, we're gonna we're gonna find someone else who wants to do it. So that's why he got dropped from his record label. And, I love, uh, I, I love I think, Spose. His rap is so yeah. weird. Like, well, I, and if you even, like this, it's because my little sister wrote it. I met him in person, and it was the most awkward conversation ever. <laughs> I I totally tanked it. It's my fault. Well, you are you are an awkward person. Like no, when, no. When... Like I was like, oh, that's supposed to remain, and I was just like, um, I'm used to meeting people like over, like via podcast over the phone, not in person or whatever. Yeah, all some like people. A and then, and I went up, and I was like, yeah, I was like, yeah, we used to play your songs on podcasts. We're big fans of yours or whatever. Um, and then I can't remember what I said after that. And he just looked at me, and I was like, yep. Got awkward. I'll take. Two <laughs> I'll take two T-shirts. Thank you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and Indianapolis fucking shit on him. There was only like twenty-five people at this show. Aww. And then like we were the oldest at the show. How me, long ago it, was this? Uh, two years ago. Three years ago. Oh, was, you didn't invite me. It, Did he well, at least perform? I'm awesome. Yeah, like he. Per- oh. Well, he performed. Um, um, his opener was Ben. Um, Ben Seed. He's from also from Name mean but um he performed this was when he did everything with the live band mm, yeah. so the live band it was it was awesome everything like that and then um i just re- i just remember there my wife disappeared for a little bit and because she <laughs> had she had to poop oh no and then it, you had it's down there on um i don't know it's down on the southwest side of indy it's it's it's, it's a bowling alley plus like a place you could, whatever but like, I know the place. It was I know so the, the place. Ba- yeah. The bathroom was so close to like where we were. Like she could just feel the bass was hitting there as she was trying to poop. <laughs> oh my god! But I was nervous because there's on the other. There's a lot of sketchy customers or sketchy people there. Not at his concert, but like the other concert that was going on. Um, yeah, I know the place. Yeah. Yeah. So, but anyways, um, a uh, big fan of I, I, I'm big fan of Spose. Um. I was a big fan of um, a lot of some other underground people. And then someone, um, uh, Soulcon from Brown Bag All Stars in New York, 
and, um, he, and then he starts. Mike says Super Bowl Shuffle was his rap awakening, <laughs> and Susan says TMI BJ. She's going to punch you for mentioning her BMs. She doesn't. She doesn't listen, listen to anything. <laughs> she doesn't. She doesn't listen to anything he does. No. Have you heard of Watsky? Watsky. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. We love. We like Watsky. The, um, um, but if um, but. Like I said, was there's some people that I know not everybody has Apple TV before hours. I know that sounds pretentious, but the good thing about doing that is um, they have like whole playlists. Like the one I have now is Underground Hip Hop Essentials, and what it does is it has a bunch of people um, that a lot of people haven't heard of, but it's it, it, a lot of it's very lyricist driven. Um, but you know who? I listened to and I didn't realize that I really liked them. Was Run the Jewels? Yeah, Run the. They're really good because they just put out a new song that has a sample from a Gangstar song on it. That's really good. Um, but no, like I said, is is um, there's a lot of new rap. I do hip hop. I like I like J Cole. I enjoy J Cole. Um, I enjoyed Juice World. Juice World. I enjoyed Kid Cudi. Um. I was trying to go see some of the new stuff if I had anybody new on here. Um, What's your like guilty pleasure rapper? Yeah, Miley Cyrus. Good. Oh God damn it again! <laughs> um, I really like Joyner Lucas. Oh my guilt! I really like Joyner Lucas too. Oh, um, I think Joyner's very good. Uh, Futuristic's very good. Um, I don't know if you've heard of him. My <laughs> yeah. guilty pleasure. Whew. Like for me, I like to listen to uh, six nine sometimes. Yes, I agree up. with you. I like watching <laughs> those videos because they're terrible. Yeah, well, I like watching this one video for trolls, and any guy that's ever seen the video knows exactly why. I just watched his Instagram video where he pulled out two million dollars, and then and then they then he had an interview. And they asked about the IRS. He's like, "Oh, that was all fake money. Yeah. I was just trolling." And I was just yeah. like, well, it's funny too because, like, the troll's video, he was on house arrest, so he literally just filmed it in random rooms in his house with like colorful tapestry backdrops, and he still had his ankle monitor on. But, but six, also, he had Nicki Minaj in his house. I but mean, six, six, nine, who's really losing here? <laughs> and I know some people, like, yeah, well, no matter what we say. She's in his house, right? <laughs> six nine was a was a genius when it came to. Uh, before obviously the whole hey um and by and the way, something else your honor the people people like people are like well he's a rat and i'm like they all do it like they all do it uh yeah i mean, I mean no, no offense like i mean it you know it, so i'm not talking about hip hop artists um does that but i'm just no, talking no, about no, a lot no. of them everybody everybody in that culture they're all rats i was they not a are. puffy puffy fan at all during the 90s no me either Oh, I, yeah, I liked right. one song he did, and that was the uh, the Led Zeppelin remix, and that was about the it. Godzilla, it was the Godzilla, Godzilla soundtrack. Yeah. That's trash. <laughs> I know I like, it's trash, but okay. I like it. <laughs> I don't remember if he was Puffy or P Diddy at the time, but I liked that one song, "Bad Boys for Life." All right, I get. Yeah, that one gets you a little hype because that see, slappy uh, bass line was I, just. Do you have <laughs> guilty pleasures like of songs that hype me up that are just not from good artists, but like. And then you listen to it, and it's like bad. And it was like, nah, nah. And then all of a sudden, you're getting really excited. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I like no, Puffy like if, the actor. If I'm trying to get pumped, I'll put on, like, uh, what was it? Billy by 6 9 Yeah. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> Maybe I mean, we'll have Dead Man listen to that one on the post show. 
He'll, uh, and then uh, I was trying to think of because I have the. You know I what? Hold those, on. I, You've I'll, made I'll, us listen to two know, Machine Gun I, Kelly I covers. Know. I know. I, okay. 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 <laughs> I listened to it on the post show because I like torturing them. <laughs> Machine Gun. He's a weird cat. He sucks. He fucking sucks. I, I I tried to fuck up and imitate how badly he sings, and I actually still sang better than he did. It's so goddamn bad. Like, oh my fuck. But, but at like, the same time... He's got Megan Fox, so who's really the loser here? Megan Fox. Yeah, but she slept with <laughs> Brian Austin Green, so we're good. Just keep fucking cover twice. She keeps, like she, she keeps going with people that are on their downslide. Brian Austin Green never recovered from nine hundred two one zero. Machine Gun Kelly. Kelly's down shit. I'm on at. my downslide. I don't see her in my front yard. The fuck? <laughs> Give me Jennifer's slide harder. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm saying life's Did fucking you... dropping now. I, I'm ready for Jennifer's body. Let's do this. His tra- like. his new tra- his new trailer's out for his new movie too. That has Ooh, Whitney what? Cummings in it. Yeah, MGK mm-hmm. has a movie coming out. Yeah, it probably has oh. Pete Davidson in it as always. Oh, uh, come on, dude. hold on. What's what's the name of it? I have no idea. I just it just Fuck popped it, up. Fuck it, dude. Just Google MGK movie. Uh... the fucking clicky keyboard. There's uh, good morning. No. Good morning. Maybe I don't know. Follows London Clash, a movie star whose world yes. is turned upside down. Yes, yeah. when his girlfriend <sighs> breaks up on social media or something like right. that. Yeah. You want you want to watch the trailer? No. <laughs> oh. Guess what? Guess what I'm doing. <laughs> All right, hang on. How does this work? Does it show up on our screen? BJ, I'm kind of mad at you now for I telling know. him about more Machine Gun Kelly media. I'm really sad now, too. This is my impersonation of Draco Malfoy. We're going to go offline real quick. Watch. Where's the pot, Potter? It's, uh... The number 911. Yo, what was that one? Like Game of Thrones or something. I'm trying to get on one of those shows. Oh, yeah, I can see that. It's a serious shit. My name is London Clash. I'm an actor on this show called Good Bad People. This is Apple. We've been dating for a year. I can't stop thinking about her. Good morning with the U. What the fuck? Yo, he had to Google morning with the U. Yes. We're getting your energy right, man. Oh, shit. You're an idiot. Help you find your girlfriend. About fucking time. Hi. Can hi. you push this meeting? No, I cannot push the meeting with the director of Batman. Apple's, like, breaking up with me. The only thing that will never break your heart is money. Jesus Christ. That hoe is loyal. You feel me? Oh my God. Movie man. So Barry, yo, did you see Hey, Apple? hold it. Yeah. <laughs> did she say where she was going? She did. She actually, no, are you fucking crazy? He's so fucking That's pale. A... Not necessary, sir. Uh, I'm a taxi. Yeah, that would be I will kill you. Our boy is in trouble. This is how we fix everything. We're on a mission. Start your engines. That dude looks familiar, the dude with the hat. Quit acting like yeah. a bitch. Smoke me. I don't want to. This has been the weirdest day at work ever. I got this. You a cool cop or something? Yeah, Stony Smurf. Get over here. I trusted you! This is the worst day of my life. Yo! Hey! Do you want to be in love? Or do you want to be the biggest star in the world? Oh, shit. It's time to <laughs> party! Oh, my 
What is this dust? That's people, man. Is that? Wait. This movie's gonna shoot itself. I'm gonna shoot myself. I think I know who that is, dude. That's Jochi. Drake has a huge snake. I don't think that's Drake. Yeah, look, it's filthy fucking Frank, dude. Gosh, man. All right, that was so, good. So someone let him direct the movie, by the way. That was so that's terrible. Zach Villa. Over uh, Mod's son is. <laughs> Mike Smith says, I like this BJ for a minute, and now you might as well be from Michigan to me. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> we kind of make fun of people from Michigan here on this show. That that's was not, fucking terrible. That's not Joji. It looked like Joji. That's why I said I think I know that guy, but it's not. Is it? Like, it looks exactly like him. No, it his name is like Zach him. Villa. Was born to Mexican parents in Clinton, Iowa on January 2015. 2015? He, uh, He's not what, six years old, That's not he? it, dude. Yeah, but okay, March 87. Okay, he was born in March 87. So why does it say 2015? Villa's bandmate Evan Rachel Wood announced that they were engaged. Okay. Um, yeah, he's not Joji. I can't even find it on IMDb. Even IMDb's like, I don't know if I want this on here. So that's the thing now. That could be uh, for our movie roast. Uh, do we want to subject ourselves to that? I don't know, Dick Man. You're the one that fucking keeps making us listen to Machine Gun Kelly butcher our favorite songs. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I heard this and it was absolutely horrible. Now I want to make you. I don't want to. Don't want you guys to hear it and react to it. <laughs> it comes out May twentieth, so yeah. this month it comes out. Thanks for Zach. Yeah, all right, hold on. He's got that like nose like Joji though. He looks exactly like him, dude. He looks exactly like George. That is weird. Terrible. That he's, is so fucking weird, dude. He he's looks actually exactly older. Like him. He's actually older than George Miller, which is crazy. Is he? Yeah. He was born in eighty seven. Joji's born in ninety two. Wow. Anyways, back to the show. <laughs> <laughs> that was fucking terrible. That that was awful. But uh So you said you blamed the current state of music on fucking SoundCloud rappers yeah. and shit like that. Please expand. So basically I know we only got you like for like another fifteen minutes, so Sound, if you could SoundCloud is it was a great platform, right? SoundCloud's a lot like for us podcasters was a place where you could even podcasters can upload their shows and yeah, not really need to know how too much technology or how technology works, right? So it kind of took away the process and then um, a lot of people broke out through SoundCloud, right? But then the problem was is um, and then so you go from SoundCloud and then you would try to find them on social media maybe and then they would start creating even more personas of what they were, a la 6ix9ine, Trippy Red, that white kid with the guns, and I can't even think of his name right now. <laughs> um, that white kid with the guns, I don't know. No, he was pretty popular. I can't think of his name on YouTube. I mean, he had millions and millions of people watching his videos. 
But white kid with the guns. Yeah, but what people didn't realize though was by streaming their music and then streaming their YouTube and then streaming on Apple or Spotify, they were actually making these people money. Right. And and then when they would get, then no one would. A lot of people didn't show up to the shows. Right. Right. Because, was it a little peep? Uh, no, I can't think of saying anything. I can't think it's from like Tennessee or something like that. It's terrible. Little Zen. Um, I mean, he looks Slim like Jesus. Like, Yes, Slim Jesus. That's it. Really? Slim Jesus? Oh, my God. <laughs> yep. I was kidding. That's his yeah. name. Okay, yeah, Slim Jesus. I remember that kid. Yep. So, and then... And oh, my God, the- yeah. Okay, warning shots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I look at the views fucking- on YouTube. Just look at the views. <laughs> I, I, hold on, hold on, hold on. Slim Jesus, man. Yeah, I mean, he made a shit ton of money from YouTube. Yeah, I bet. Shit. Let me, let me see here, because that is that is goddamn horrible. And then there was this other YouTube rapper that I liked that Dead Man gives me shit for all the time. Sixty million views because yeah. he got knocked out by another rapper. Oh, um, Stitches. Stitches is terrible. Oh, like I like the, Stitches. That's, Do- that's like people that's, like Tom McDonald are terrible. He's Stitches is another one of my guilty pleasure rappers. Though, um, you know. Because I'll be driving to work tired as shit, but pumping myself up. I put this brick in your face. Now what you going to do with it? Just fucking rocking out to that shit. Who is the, uh, God, who's the other one I was just thinking of? Dude, all right, so let's, let's look at. There was a comedy at- one, too, that, that, um, that people were using um, the clips on TikTok for. Um, you're going to sit on top of this? God, what was, God, what is his name? He plays the piano and everything, but it's all comedy. Bo Burnham? Um, no. Bo Burnham. Oh, look at this. Look at this. Oh, Bo Burnham is a great rapper. Yeah. Bo Burnham's, um, uh, oh, the country music is great. Four, two, yes, six. the pandering, pandering one. Pandering. Yeah. 10 million views. Uh, that was four years ago. Apparently, he's still making music with 10K views. Yeah, but see how it's, it's fall, it fell off a lot. 5.1 million, 13 million. They're saying he's a kid from fucking Malcolm in the Middle. <laughs> Oh. Is he? I don't think he is. No, no, he's not. And I just saw Upchurch pop up on your thing. Oh God! Oh, what? Man. Where? Make so. fun of them too. I, I. Uh, oh, right, All right. Who Upchurch. is that one? Um, this one, BJ. Who is? If you can remember, that one YouTube rapper with the his friend had the the Red Rider BB gun, and the dude was rapping. He had the snot coming out of his nose the God. whole time. I think that. I think it. What? But didn't he make like really bad songs? Like they did a bad. They were purpose. horrible. Like. Uh, um, that is terrible. Damn. Guess what I'll be listening to night and day. Stitches. The thing is, Stitches is terrible. But I'm not going to sit here and be like, "Oh my God, turn that off!" Like, no, it's not that bad. Well, no, because you listen to Machine Gun Kelly, you fucker. I have listened to what you have listened to, fucker. <laughs> oh, hey, we got we got a we got a black man in the stream. DJ, you remember uh, BJ Robbins? Huh. Hello, BJ. Hey, how are you? Uh, Mike Smith says, uh, what do you think about the popularity of rap during the 80s when everyone was doing rap like Chicago Bears, Jerry Clover, and the like? I think you mean like like celebrity rap, where everything was turned into a rap, like the safety rap and all that other shit. Even Bart Simpson had an awesome-ass rap, dude. <laughs> yeah. So what do, what do you think of that, BJ? Anything like the to make, w- w- anything to make white people feel safe. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they did it. Oh, like this rap's not bad. The Chicago Bears just did it. This Bart Simpson just did it, and then yeah. you know, 
Have you guys actually heard the Chicago Bears rap? Yeah, I was alive during it. That's how. No, I no, no. It. Like I'm asking DJ and BJ. Oh. Uh, I'm Grave sorry, Grave Robber and DJ. Sorry, there's a lot of initials in here. Uh, no. DJ, why am I so echoey? Oh, that's all right. BJ's got his headphones right up against the mic. <laughs> DJ, have you seen it? It's called literally the Super Bowl Shuffle. He's <laughs> muted for some reason. DJ, you've muted yourself, bro. You we muted yourself, Bubba. You. There wow. we go. This is not my fucking day. All right, so um, there we go. It's almost over. So have you seen it? No, I, I, I heard of it, but the idea was just so ludicrous to me at the time. I was like, no, I'm not listening to this. You think you think we'd get blacked out if we if we No, we it? can't. We can't because it's public. I know this for a fact. There is another there is another there is another show that plays this often. So uh yeah, we're gonna. We 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 just gotta because I know we only got BJ here for a couple more minutes, but let's uh let's get his reaction here. <laughs> this is so fucking bad, by the way. This is this is amazing how bad it is. I think I've heard this. Somebody pointed out like all the white guys are off rhythm. <laughs> Not Jim McMahon now. Oh my gosh. I remember seeing part of this. It's coming back to me now. This was filmed before the Super Bowl, by the way. Yeah. That's the goat right there. And we're not doing this because we're greedy. The bears are doing it to feed the needy. We didn't come here to look for trouble. We just come here. And Mike Smith says, I remember hearing my mom telling me to turn this down. But I love it, get the pass. I practice all day and dance all night. I gotta get ready for the Sunday fight. Now I'm as smooth as a chocolate swirl. I dance a little funky, so watch me, girl. There's no one here that doesn't like me. My Super Bowl shuffle. Look at the way in the background, he's the one that's off. He's like, I don't I don't know where the beat is. I'm Samurai Mike, I stop from cold. Part of the defense, big and bold. I've been for quite a while, doing what's right and setting aside. Give me a chance, I'll rock you good. Nobody messing in my neighborhood. I didn't come here looking for trouble. I just came to do the Super Bowl show. We are the best shuffling crew. Shuffling on down, doing it for you. We're so bad, we know we're good. Blowing your mind like a nuclear foot. You know we're just strutting for fun. Strutting our stuff for everyone. We're not here to start no trouble. <laughs> God, and this was within our lifetime too. Like that's what's fun. And this is six and a half minutes long. They get every single one of these dudes to do it. We're not going to stick around for it's that. It's like long, a Wu Tang song. <laughs> it really is though. Like <laughs> they got to get all the members in so they get their paycheck for the fucking royalties. Froggy Fresh, that's his name. Froggy Fresh, who's that? Uh, oh, it is. <laughs> he is a. Um, it's he basically does satire. And some of his songs um, uh, have uh, parts of them showing up on uh, TikTok when I do those. Because he just oh, says, send me a couple. So 
uh, I couldn't even remember his name. I just remember um, there's one called uh, Dunked On where they all wear like jersey, like NBA jerseys and the shorts. <laughs> it's just it. They know they're terrible, and he's so um, he's so um, yeah out of tune. That's the guy. The baddest. That's the the song I was talking about with his friends with the BB gun and shit. Yeah, that's who I thought. Yeah. So he had some favorite. He had some songs that was like, um, oh my god, they were just, they were just hilarious. There's one. Oh my god, this one. Yeah, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I love okay, this I know guy. Who this is. I know who this is. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't uh, think people understood that he was doing satire comedy. They thought he was like being like the other like Slim Jesus and being real serious about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I think I think uh, mustard, the previous host showed him to us. Uh, but he goes on. T- he went on tour and people were buying tickets to see him. I think uh, yeah, no, we'll we'll definitely get copyrighted if we play that. I wanted to play it for our for our audience, but they could play it on the post show when we when we're behind the paywall and we can take our pants off. That's when we can show the other stuff. Yeah, BJ BJ's fine. He's constantly doing research and he runs six businesses and an OnlyFans site. DJ. Uh, <laughs> wow, <laughs> DJ. We're, we we were talking about just how we went from Wu Tang Clan Triumph to like what I what I use as an example of the Kanye West song where he's like, "I like a quick fuck. I pay you a buck. Here's a sick truck." I forgot the fuck the lyrics were already. He just rhymes that bullshit for literally eight lines, mm-hmm. and BJ says that he blames he blames uh. Uh, uh, SoundCloud rappers, and I blame just the simple decline of just we're now celebrating people's. So here's here's my thing: we're celebrating people's celebrity status rather than celebrating their skill, mm-hmm. and I think that's where we are as a musical society today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, I'm asking yeah, the black uh, guy about rap music, Mike Smith, because he like like BJ he is a historian. We also got to talk to the black guy about the end scene of Crossroads at some point. Yeah. So, DJ? Um, yeah, no, like, <clears throat> I mean, SoundCloud, that's a good uh, example, but that's, that's more of a symptom than the actual disease. Technically speaking, if you really want the beginning of the end, I would go all the way back to... Uh, the early 90s of uh, Dr. Dre's and uh, Snoop Dogg's album, The Chronic, which uh, okay. which celebrates, you know, like the lifestyle, basically. It's like, you know, look what we have, like, uh, you know, money and all this stuff. It's a good album. But that album, before that album, like, you know, what do we get about rap? You have NWA talking about what life in the hood is about. You have a public enemy literally talking about civil rights and stuff like that. Uh, the Chronic show that you could you know, all you have to do is literally just talk about like, like pretty much r- r- random, modern, uh, mundane things. Boats and, and hoes. Yeah, boats and hoes. <laughs> you know, like you know, heck, Eminem's uh, little track. It's like, what was it? You know, it's like he talks about Dre. money, bitches, and big screen TVs. You yeah, rap about homosexuals and Viking. And uh, and the Chronic was such a huge success. A lot of these other rappers. I mean, it didn't it wasn't like overnight, of course, but all these other rappers were saying like, you know, all we have to do is just talk about. You know what our life like, and they can like live vicariously through us, and and uh, more and more, more and more rappers you see, you know, taking on that message. 
there was still a variety, you know, back in the early 90s, I mean, obviously, but but it became like more and more how to make a quick, easy buck without with, with minimum effort. Wow. That's yeah. a take uh, I've never heard. Keep I going. don't know. I kind of no, like, like where where it, you were it, going with that living vicariously through their lyrics thing. Well, and, and the other thing is is where he's missing a big point here. It was it was the record labels who wanted to recreate the chronic, right? Yeah. The chronic was a success because of the production on it, because of the sound and the samples that they used, right? Plus Snoop and Dre were very, very talented. Because there's a lot of people on there that never had any success. Warren G obviously was a DJ, but he had regulate. Nate Dog had success, but um, other ones did not have the success. But if you try to recuperate that, because before that you had also um, Too Short. One, he mm-hmm. everything he wrapped out was was sexual. Luke was sexual, mm-hmm. um, and then that's where. Um, so but but he's right though. It's like anything. It's like anything else. Look at reality TV. One show hits right. What mm-hmm. happens? A million of them come. So it was record labels did not care. Um, CB4 is the best rep- uh, representation of like, I know it's a satire, but a lot of it has a lot of truth to it. Um, mm-hmm. Kirk's rock character basically takes over a gangster's character and and then they become famous. Right. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen CB4. It's a great movie. Yeah, I have. Yes. Yes, I have. But like what? I, I I've I've actually never heard that take before, and I kind of I've yeah, actually no. said this. I, I, and here's the thing: like DJ articulated it way better than I did. I could not relate, and DJ grew up with me. We grew up in the same neighborhood, the same people, knowing the same people. DJ knows that I got a I got I got beat up a lot, or they tried at least because I didn't like NWA. I didn't like gangster rap. I didn't like any of these rap artists. I liked Eminem, and I liked fucking icp and i like them because when i said this a lot when we were younger and i still say it to this day and dj can attest to this is 100 true i can't relate to money bitches and hoes because i'm poor <laughs> back then i was a virgin and I, I i don't have this idea of this self-identification of being hard so what did i listen to i like to listen to eminem talking about weird mental health issues and dressing up like a mummy with his wrist slit and I, I didn't I didn't relate to NWA. I didn't relate to the chronic. I didn't relate to Dre or anything of this shit. But DJ, that was actually really, really well said. And what mm-hmm. and BJ, like what, what what do you have to say? Like like because I, I like that take. I really do. No, it's it's a take that it's a take that anything that on everything. Right? So like it's reality. So if you go through a reality show, but the biggest thing now is you don't need a record record label. You really right. don't. Because you can upload your own songs and everything like that, right? That's how we got Posty and Billie mm-hmm. Eilish and yep. Juice World and I like XXX Tentacion and all those other. So, guys. so basically, oh. though, but like, like he said, was is um, it, go back to CB4. He's and the, the record label guy goes like, "Do you guys talk about bitches? Do you guys have guns? Mm-hmm. Do you do this right?" And then next thing you know, they're putting them out, and then and a lot of them didn't have a lot of success with it, but. It's the same way with the 80s hair metal bands. They all look the same. They all sound the same. Some mm-hmm. of them some of them stood out. You know, like Metallica still got to sit out because they were about the art, right? Yeah. Um, and not all of them were about the art, but, like, you know, Molly Crew was about they wanted to live that life. And then, but I didn't really drift towards the the um, gangster rap. But, I mean, like, like I said, most people... Um, 
like the kids now, like my, I have three teenage boys. They listen for the beats more than anything. That's what they like more than anything. More than some of the lyrics and stuff like that is, is just, it's about bangers. Now, I don't know anything about your kids, right? But whenever I hear somebody talk about listening to music for the beat, I always think about this one D12 song where it's called Bitch. And yeah. at the end of it, the whole song, he goes, we know you weren't hearing the words in this song. You only listen to the beats with your dumb ass. I showed that song to my first wife, right? Because I thought it was hilarious. And I was like, so what'd you think of the song? Her first response, I really liked the beat. (laughs) But, but 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 you have to realize, though, is you can put on a Tribe Called Quest album, which is Q-Tip was a great producer from top to bottom. Yeah. And they put a lot of kind of like conscious rap in there. And then they used to be like, hey, I still like the um, the beat. And then the, Oh, not going to lie. I, one of my favorite the, Tribe Called Quest songs, the one that sounds like they're banging on trash cans in the intro. Yeah, and that's the whole thing about it is, though, is 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 it becomes entertainment. Because I think even Dre, during his Behind the Music, is like, yeah, I like cops, especially where I live at now, right? Because now <laughs> it's just perception over reality. So, But no. Like I said, is it's it's everybody's music taste is different. Um, oh, of course, I try to find um, independent artists and try to support the support them as much as I can. Concept, and, uh, like you yeah. found concept, you introduced me to concept. I really, I really liked his stuff. He was uh, very, very, very generous enough to let uh, let me edit one of his songs into a music uh, into a video I did for you. And I think on a like without 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 knowing him, like that's that's the thing. He why does the name sound BJ. familiar? Con- he's really good. Concept knows BJ. Concept has no idea who the fuck I am. It's uh, K O N C E P T. He's from Brooklyn. He was in part of Brown Bag All Stars, um, and then he went. Uh, then his his music has evolved. He just released a new EP with Lucy on it, which he's. I had that. I've I've been sitting on that song for like, I think two months now. He sent it to me. Um, Max Landry, somebody he's worked with. Uh, Royce Five Nine, he's worked with them. Um, so he's worked with some pretty cool people. He's just a good dude. Like when my dad passed, he sent me a text. Like just from he was my favorite artist, and then uh, he did a show with us, and then we've stayed in touch ever since then. And he does. He's uh, he he's actually really knowledgeable about like the entire industry. Like I, I did yeah. not expect for him to get in like um, that deep with the way the way he did on your show. And then DJ. Um, oh, I feel what bad about again. DJ. No, <laughs> his um. Uh, Dead Eye, DJ Dead Eye from uh, Boston. Um, Concept introduced me to him, and he was telling us some behind the scenes stuff, which is so great how things work, the labels work, and how points work, and stuff like that. Because I've so always been uh, that. Let's look at this real quick. What about country rap like Colt Ford? No fucking thank you. Um, uh, I, I don't go mind to, it. So if you guys, if you guys are really bored and feel bad about yourself, and want to feel better. Go look at the feud between Katie Noel and um, God, what was the guy uh, Upchurch? Hilarious. No, thank you. Oh no, it'll make you feel better. I watched <laughs> an hour of it yesterday. Um, and then now, um, I've just never seen so many Confederate flags had turned ah. to the side, and then doing raps over hip hop, country over hip hop beats, and I'm like, something weird here. So. But no, like I thank you for having me on the show. Um, thank you, BJ, for making I was able time to go a little bit over, so I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna head I'm gonna head up to 
God's country, um, east side of Indy, as always. Right. Be safe and uh, wish your family well for me. I will. Do I need to hit anything? Or are you just going to kick me out? No, you can. Uh, you can go ahead and just leave the studio if you want. I, I'll. I'll. Uh, I'll kick you out if you want me to. No, oh, I hit dude, studio. Ye. What about <laughs> Yee Yee by Homegrown Family, bro? <laughs> I'm gonna leave on that note. Bye, guys. Bye. Yee Oh God. Susan says I'm white and I liked NWA. The thing was is. I, I'm because I've been playing guitar and because I was really heavily raised in music, uh, I cared very much about what an artist said. It's not that it's not that they weren't good. It's not that I didn't like them. It's that I, as a person, could not relate to money, bitches, hoes, drugs. I was a virgin. I didn't drink. I didn't do drugs. You know what I mean? So like, I had I had no grounds to relate to these to these artists with. And that's really what the issue was. See, for me, it was the exact opposite of your reason. I grew up in a very Christian household listening to Christian music all the time. Right. For me, listening to stuff about drugs and murders and gang violence was my way to get out of what it is I was constantly exposed to. Because even at a young age, I hated going to church. <laughs> I very much, no, I very much remember making a big deal out of it many times as a kid. Yeah. where I just didn't want to go to church. I didn't see the point in it. You know, one time I even got my great grandma so mad at me that she actually slammed a door right. because I was at her house trying to, you know, sleeping because my parents had to have a date night or whatever. Right. And she tries to wake me up for Sunday school. And I said, I don't want to. And she says, you have to. I said, Jesus got a day off on Sunday. Why can't I? <laughs> and she, she slammed the fucking door and left me at the house by myself while they went to church. And then I had to go through confirmation class and stuff, and I didn't want to do that either. And I was at my grandparents' house, and my little cousin, who's not little anymore, he's like six foot one now, was like, why is Christopher crying? You know, and I'm just like, it's because they're making me do this, and I don't want to do this, and it doesn't seem like the godly thing to do to force someone to go to church. Like, right. That era of rap reminds me of my parents think it's bad, so I love Elvis. That's essentially kind of what it was. Uh, rap music is for serial killers and video game players. There you go. That's why, uh, and you know that. The, and but the thing, <laughs> the thing was, is like I said, I was really raised. I was raised very much with an artist mindset, and especially when it came to stuff like with music. I, I, I when like when I, I want to know what I'm singing. You know what I mean? Like if I'm singing something, I'm not just going to be singing the random words. I'm going to know what the fuck I'm singing. So therefore, like hashtag can't relate. Be, yeah, no, that, and that's I fine. memorize cool. Spanish songs phonetically. Fuck it. <laughs> uh, DJ's wrestling with his internet connection, so we'll get his opinion once he stabilizes. Uh, and you know, I, I, and like I said, it's just that they couldn't. Uh, nope, oh, there it. he goes. <laughs> it's I couldn't relate. I couldn't relate with the. I couldn't relate with the material, uh, and and mostly because I. Oh, he's back. Uh, there he is. And mostly, it's it, and it's not because of the way I was raised or anything like that. It's because I wanted, like, like, like with movies. You know what I mean? Like movies were my escapism. So I went to I went to music to feel shit. You know what I mean? So like, like I could go see a movie about fucking you know Days of Thunder. Makes I, I've never <laughs> been on a fucking track, but I tell you what, my it's escapism. It's a fucking great movie though. My escapism was that on our 5.1 surround sound way back in the fucking day, we had to set up perfectly so that we could hear the cars go by and everything else like that. So my escapism was immersion through visuals. When I wanted to feel something other than, you know, 
like what I was dealing with at the time, I would put on music. So listening to I got bitches, money, hoes, drugs, fucking shooting other dudes and filling the N-word every other like I just no thank you. You know what I mean? Like I, I can't do it. So DJ, what 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 about you, brother? Where where would you run this whole thing? No, as far as escapism goes. Yeah. Um yeah, uh, I wasn't entirely into rap, you know, you know, you know, when I was younger. I mean, I still listened to it, but I wasn't like, oh my goodness, da 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 da. I was more uh more into uh Michael Jackson, uh MC Hammer, you know, uh artists that, you know, that did not just rap, but you know, could dance and stuff like that. That was pretty much my uh yeah. my escapism because you know, as a kid I would I would memorize the moves like all the time. Like Yeah. Um because you know, I mean <laughs> I mean I, I just I just love the dance and I mean I'm not wow. joking. Like people you say like really my, like people these days say like Michael Jackson's uh routines like oh it's like so simple. I was like, no, no motherfuckers, like no. Like I remember as a kid, like I think I was nine years old, eight, nine years old at the time. I I mean I got a hold of a like a a live thriller concert video. I memorized yeah. and I learned how to do that entire uh you know that 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 entire set. And let me tell you, memorizing it, I passed out like at least four times. And when you're a kid, you're a you're you're a ball of energy, especially if you have like yeah. sugar and all that stuff. And I passed out four times legit. Like <laughs> if I'm my mom on the phone, she could pretty much tell you. I was like, but I had to learn. It is not easy. The no. breath con- the breath control alone is insane. Because we we we, and see, we talked like, about I used music as my escape. So I would be sitting there in my room with my headphones on playing educational games on my Apple IIe. <laughs> listening to stuff, listening to stuff where they're talking about load the truck, uh, let's load the trunk with raw, uncut, let's go on world tour in Maine. We cooking up cocaine, cash was coming fast, missed the midnight train, fuck it, let's push 600s down to Georgia. And I'm over here playing like game, like math games and shit, like landing a, a fucking lander from one plateau to the other on different types of gravity and shit. <laughs> like, Music has always been my escape. That's why I got big over-the-ear headphones. So I got big speakers in the car. So I got surround sound in the living room for music. Yeah, and and for me, I I I, I like music to feel stuff. I like music, and it's and if it tells a fucking story, oh man, oh good luck trying to get me off of it. You state know I mean? to state by Child Black featuring Ja Rule tells a fucking story. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah uh, I, I, do, I do agree with that. Like. Like as far as rap goes, I would go. I'll be interested in songs more than the actual album. The only rap album when I was a kid that I actually listened to, like from beginning to end, because I was fascinated, was uh, Notorious Notorious B.I.G.'s "Ready to Die," yeah. which is basically an audio book of him committing suicide. Like yeah. his, his journey to commit suicide. And I was just like, holy crap! This is just like you never hear anything like about that from like, from rap before, and like. Like telling like a real story from beginning, literally from track one to you know to uh you know to the end, it just fascinated me. I mean, I listen to that album like literally all the time. It's like, man, like I didn't know you could do this with rap before. Yeah, it was just something simple. So I was like, holy crap! And I understood why Big was was actually as huge as he was because he took it to that next level. And I can appreciate that, like you know that that the amount of effort, you know, even as a kid, that uh you know people can do with the genre. Yeah, and, and, and Which like album is the one that had the Ten Crack Commandments? That that was Life After Death. That was after it. Okay. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Because so, that's like, a good-ass one, too. <laughs> totally ignore the fact that he says rule name one. 
Does rule nombre uno? <laughs> but we'll ignore that. Uh, he, he did that a couple of times. I believe. I believe he tried to talk in Spanish a couple of times and fucked it. Uh, but uh, you know, like like that era, that that era of rap, just that era, that era, era, era. era. <laughs> that era of rap just uh was especially when i was growing up and i was an angsty fucking teenager you know what i mean and all i felt was anger and yeah i i i'm really high and i'm feeling good i'm gonna go fuck some bitches in the middle of the hood like i couldn't relate i you know like, snoop, I was, Dog, snoop Dogg did a really good song in spanish dear god that's i'm gonna have you listen to that on the post show all right um Remember what the other one was that you're gonna to torture me with? Billy oh. by Six Nine. That's a yeah. good ass song. Write that one down. <laughs> Write that one down so we don't forget. So, uh, but, uh, you, you know, like I, I, I just, I, I wonder what the fuck happened, right? Because be, like there was, there was a special, like, there was a thing about being a lyricist, like abomatomically, lyrically perform. You know what I mean? Like that, that fucking song "Triumph" to me is probably one of the best lyrical compositions there is out there and i know i know there is i'm a huge know, fan of cream dude yeah cash rules everything around me and that's another one right. however i i from somebody who has listened to like from everybody from eminem to, to notorious to but i mean dude you know that I mean? flow that flow with raekwon where he's like i grew up on the crime side the new york times side saying alive was no jive had second hands moms bounced on an old man like dude like that shit tells a fucking story too. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean, that's that's the thing. Dude, we could find just Wu Tang fans and mm. start talking about what opinion the best song is by Wu Tang only. Like, there's uh, so many. I, I, I'm still going to say Triumph. DJ, what do you think? Hmm. Because I know you used to listen that's, to that. Yeah, I do. Uh, I love Wu Tang. That's also another one. Um, I don't have a favorite. There's there, there's so many good ones. Um, he used to annoy me with Killer Bees. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, to be told, maybe that's the closest one. But Killer Bees, yeah, yeah. But I don't know if I could pick just one. There, there's really there's a lot of really good songs. And what but, I mean by torture me is that we would be driving, he'd hit a bump or something while the song was playing, and then start the song over because he missed a word. Mm-hmm. Hey, <laughs> dude, no. Do you know Shut how up. often I do Shut that up. with Tech Nine songs? <laughs> hey, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Tech Nine songs. You have a momentary. You think of something else and you miss sixteen words with a Tech Nine song. Shut exactly. Up. <laughs> if you sneeze, you missed half a verse. Like, <laughs> you know, the worst part is not wrong. Yeah, I know. As for this, like, country rap shit, I am just. I can't believe that's actually a thing. Yeah. Well, like, like okay, and that's that's my question then. Uh, who was it that asked about that? Was that Susan? That was Mike. Uh, Mike, country rap? I think so. Yeah. Uh, no, well, Susan brought it up, and then oh, no, no, she Mike did. talked right about. Um, Dirt Road Anthem. Dirt Road Anthem was one I was going to talk about. But there's like country rap, and then there's rap from the country. So you've got like Colt Ford, who's still like this big country guy that raps about country problems. But then you got like Homegrown Family, which is a bunch of like muddy rednecks rapping about just straight up drugs. So like what kind of, because there's like Who's There's it? like Florida some really Georgia trap line? shit. Florida Georgia line is what I call bro country. 
because all it is is like, oh, this is feel good songs that everybody can sing, you know, when they're blasting music out of their lifted F-350 that their and dad paid safe. for at 11 p.m. in the Bass Pro Shop parking lot. Like, and that's bro safe. country. Yeah, it's yeah. the shit that, like, frat boys listen to. Both, both is, Mike. You, yes, you both, you both, uh, you both okay. uh, brought it now, up. Now, how I feel about that shit, fuck it. Let's do it. Because yeah, when you have this big fat guy in coveralls, and then this tiny little brown-haired chick who's just soft in all the right places, and they're all, like, literally in a mud hole sitting on four-wheelers talking about, I smoke cushion, I smoke purple, I move slow-mo like a turtle. And then she goes, um, I move slow-mo like a turtle when I smoke Did cushion, it? I smoke purple. Like, it's, I like Didn't it. Didn't you show that to us? I don't know. I'm like 99% sure you did, and like we were making I've fun of it. I've probably played it for you before, like on a phone call or something. Uh, Mike says, do you have to be from the black to identify with the music? No. Uh, no. No, you don't. Although, uh, according to my ancestry, I do have a touch of the tar brush. The Congo Bantu people is in my DNA, so. It's not It's not enough. Uh, I it's love 1%. John, that's all game. I need. I, <laughs> I don't like, there's there's I don't know if there's a percent the DJ is there a percentage percentage well that's just it I mean it all depends I mean because technically speaking to truly appreciate rock don't you have to be black yeah or jazz you know or, or jazz, jazz or, or anything really or blues especially blues Any, I, mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean my brother's black that's why I'm a blues guy <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, speaking with anything with rhythm, I mean, uh, Graves the new Pelosi. I'm not sure. I don't what that understand means. that reference. Uh, but no, the the thing about relating to the relating to rap music is if you relate to it, you relate to it, man. There's no. Uh, it's kind of like how people that have never worked in an office or corporate setting in their lives enjoy the show The Office so much. Uh, yes. You know, well, yeah. it's just so quirky and so funny, and the situation. Or people, yeah, or up. people who don't actually watch things like Doctor Who and play D and D enjoy Big Bang Theory. Wait, what? you can get enjoyment out of whatever the fuck you want, whether or not it actually pertains to your life experience. Yeah, Pocahontas. I still don't know. Pocahontas is my favorite Disney princess. Mm, those legs. She's fourteen. Not anymore. <laughs> it's been about a hundred or so yeah. years yeah <laughs> oh, it was back then that's that that's adult back then so back then that was fine back then ariel being 16 years old signing a contract was 100 percent legally binding like yeah well because she, she should have already had five kids at 13 so yeah honestly she might have been too old at 16 back then so it's yeah. like 16 was pushing it for a wife in like 15th century France. I don't and the word Caribbean. Like, like this at all. So yeah, much. look, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's the reality of our genetics. You know, we are all the descendants of pretty much pedos. We need to get over it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Spanish. Do you yeah, know how yeah, much and, red yeah, there is in people, my ledger? And your people have done some messed up things when it comes to this kind of thing. So I don't know what do you mean, a, your people. <laughs> your people introduced Catholicism to my people. So, and the half of my people that didn't like it murdered the fuck out of your people. That is a fact. Magellan, so. Magellan's true circumnavigation of the world ended in my fucking country. <laughs> Rightfully so. Rightfully so. Like I'm not. Like I am Spanish, man. I, there is a lot of red in my ledger. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. Like 
like I, I know there was this whole thing going around in TikTok and for fucking YouTube for a little while where they were like calling people colonizer and so many people were getting offended by it. Like so many, oh my God, how could that so that's such a racist term and I was talking <laughs> to someone and I was like, explain to me how this is racist and remember you're talking to a Spaniard. I yeah. my people invented the fucking word. <laughs> so please explain to me how this is fucking racist. You know? Right. Like <laughs> Christ. So yeah, like when it comes to all that bullshit, I, there's no fucking wonder there's never been a Disney movie in Spain. <laughs> no, just the place that Spain is conquered. <laughs> Dude, Encanto? Encanto was literally about the Spanish Civil War. It took place right afterwards. There. Yeah, yeah. And then, then there's Coco, which obviously was conquered Coco by the Spaniards. Was like, Mexico? Fucking uh, Luca was in Italy after Catholic fucking occupation. Yeah. <laughs> the fucking Spaniards, dude. Just as bad as the fucking Romans, man. So like, we're uh, we're 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 bad guy number one. So I don't. <laughs> no. Well. Right. Well, Das Germans are just sitting quietly in the back. Hey, hey, hey. hey, we are just ambitious and misunderstood. El Dorado, they were Spaniards, but they, that was a DreamWorks. That wasn't Disney. Yeah, that was DreamWorks. Yeah. Oh, God damn it. You can Miguel tell the difference Julio. between Disney-drawn cartoons and DreamWorks-drawn cartoons by how sexy the characters are actually drawn. Chell, dude. Chell. Like seriously, Chell. not a Disney drawing. <laughs> I, I I still have Fuck dreams you, about DJ, Chell, dude. dude. I was trying to make a point. DJ goes about that. <laughs> well, since we are speaking of records. <laughs> Like, Deutschland has entered the chat. <laughs> <laughs> Get that fucking drink. Oh, Deutschland is here. Oh, oh my god. We have much to discuss. No, no, stop. <laughs> yeah, you're talking about Spaniards. You just hear, hello, Chin. Uh, and like I like shit. I said before on this fucking show, where do you think so much of that shit was learned from? Exactly. It's like, you know, it's like. I'm not going to name the people, but you know we uh, we were very good at taking notes. <laughs> yes, and like like I've said the fucking joke before, and I'll fucking say it again. Right before World War II broke out, Span Span Spain had Spang. its own Spain. That's a t that's a Texas in me not wanting to acknowledge the Spaniard in me. <laughs> Country is in Spain now. Spain, Spain, fucking. Spain had its Ninja own Turtles horrible, man. had its own horrible fucking civil war, and Germany was involved in that civil war, but only by supplying, uh, uh, I think it was uh, food for for like literally the first year, and then Germany was like, we're going to get our stuff and we're gonna go, cause you seem busy and we want nothing to do with this. Meanwhile, my ancestors were just over here in their fucking rice paddies, minding their own goddamn business. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> fist bump goes to DJ. There you go, DJ. You got a fucking fist bump. Oh God, yeah. And like the weird part is, right? Is like, yeah, I am very proud of being Spanish, but at the same time, I'm also fucking Texan. So like, I don't know where the fuck my whole fucking loyalty is. Then it's you're just so like weird. split nationalism, dude. I know, dude. That's why I was like trying to say Spain, but it came out Spain because the Texas in me is like, we don't recognize Spain as a country. <laughs> Either you're Mexican or you ain't. 
Like, fuck. Right? <laughs> hey, bud, you want to ride over to Taco Bell with me later? No, nah, I don't want I don't. I can't order their food. What do you mean? I don't speak Mexican. Mm. What? <laughs> Somebody told me when he's saying, I don't speak Taco Bell. <laughs> like, the weird. So, getting, getting back to this, getting back to this, rap has permeated every fucking culture. There is German rap. There is fucking Filipino rap. There is. Uh, what about Austrian. Mexican rap, dude? There is, that, that's what I was going to. There is. Like Mexican Molotov? Rap. Like. Molotov, that, yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. And, I, mean, I, I, I was blown away when I first. Uh, Heard Japanese rap. I was like, "What? Oh, what's uh, uh isn't that like dumplings or something by Joji?" No, uh, Kunikai, Kunikai. Remember Kunikai way back in the nineties? Mm-hmm. Kunikai was this really tall Japanese guy, and we're not. I'm, I'm not talking about like, oh, he's six foot one or six foot two for a Japanese. No, this guy was six ten, and <laughs> he was a rapper, and he was called Kunikai. And uh, he he died in a in a plane crash or some bullshit. I don't remember. He died weirdly, but that was one of the first like fucking weird instances of crossover. Remember that DJ? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, holy crap! It's just it it kind of amazes me the uh, the spread of rap. You know, to the rest of the world. You know, in in, in some uh, instances, just wish just wish rap wasn't so lazy these days. Yeah, I, I I agree. Like the 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 genre itself has not only fallen off culturally, but fallen off quality wise. And I don't think I, I I know it's I know it's given birth to so much. It's given birth to variety shows. Uh, it's given birth to battle rap is once again a thing. But uh, uh, diss raps and stuff like that are now coming back. But at the same time, I'm just like the 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 quality the quality of the production of it all has just fallen oh yeah it's true uh what uh grave was saying like those uh beats and stuff like that yeah you know uh you all you do is just listen to the beats honestly like that was perhaps the beginning and the end once once uh, artists and especially the record labels once they realized that people paid paid more attention to the beats more than the actual lyrics that's mm. real that's like bam birth of mumble rappers yeah and uh, then yeah yeah, because then you got mumble rappers coming out, and then you got Pastor Jim Colrick uh, over here actually writing a sick ass rap. Like, mm-hmm. well, I, I wrote no this song for the Christian youth. No, I want to teach hey, kids. Stop, I will trip. mute you. I oh wait, that's me. the uh, that's the old. If you want to reach kids <laughs> up on the you. street, <laughs> then you. No, 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 we're not doing that. We're not doing that on the main show. I will. I will click it again. I will click it again. <laughs> All right, I'm so I gave you. my song. Oh my er- god! <laughs> you were just waiting. It's like that's right, didn't it? Fall from my trap. <laughs> my rhymes are flop. <laughs> are sick. Stop! You're gonna hear the whole damn song. <laughs> my crew is big. Oh. <laughs> yeah, how about that one? <laughs> my nope, <laughs> and it keeps getting. He's gonna nope. do it. He's actually gonna do nope. it. <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> Stop it. We're going to hear Stop every it. syllable now. What's up, uh, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> Rap is the McDonald's of music. Sorry, KFC. You're actually wrong. It's the Taco Bell of music. Taco Bell is the only actual restaurant that has restaurants in every continent, including Russia, Africa, uh, South Africa, England, and so on and so forth. So, yeah. Wait. Wait. Did, wait. Didn't uh, Mexico t- uh, kick out Taco Bell? 
No, they have one. They have one actually now in Mexico City. They have literally. Say there's probably one. one in the tourist area. One. Wait, what about Japan? I heard they also try to kick them out too. Nope. You know what? They, what what's weird? What American shop they love in Japan and is actually bigger in Japan than the United States? Seven Eleven. Seven Eleven. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> wait, really? Seven Eleven. Dude, Seven Eleven is yeah. literally Walmart. In, in Japan. Dude, the 7-Elevens in Japan, you can go in there and get hot meals. Not like, a, oh, here's a fucking sandwich that we put in a blast furnace. No, like <laughs> legit, like fucking cooked rice and prepared fucking entrees and shit. Like, Grab a... What? Write, write that down, too. We're going to take a look at it in the post-show, but let's... Uh, why is that so... Like, why is that that huge over there? I'm man. not sure. Uh, we'll try to try to find a video real quick. What's, I'm going to go... I got to use the bathroom really bad. I thought I was going to be able to hold it, but I'll be right uh, okay. Yeah. Try to find a video about what? 7-Eleven in Japan? I guess. Finish the rap. <laughs> That's because Jesus Christ is my nigga. <laughs> <laughs> You're here, folks. The Christian rap. The Christian rap world on the... You it was sanctioned by God, so yeah, then it's okay, go. right? You can't stop it. He's a life changer, miracle arranger, born to the virgin mom in the manger. Water to wine, he's a drink exchanger, and he died for your sins. I preach the word, and that's my gig, and I rhyme better than Notorious Big. All the other MCs, I wish them well, but if you live in sin, you burn in hell. Now I'm going to pass the mic to my lovely wife. She's a fly MC and the light of my life. So to bust a rhyme without further ado, take it away, Peggy Sue. Wait, Peggy Sue? Mary Sue. I, I, yeah. yeah, something Sue. I knew that. Yeah. And then she goes, Jesus Christ is my nigga. He's a son of the original G. He was sent to the earth to elucidate the way that we should be. What? If another MC says you're a freak, you're a lame butt rapper, and your rhymes are weak, I don't get mad, and I don't critique. I forgive them. And I turn the other cheek. I don't blaspheme. I said no. <laughs> <laughs> Opportunity dead. I you said no. That's what happened. I said no, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. That's what I do exude a little Christian swag, and I, I'm proud to be an American. Literally. I don't remember. I don't know the name of that, but it's uh, rapping it's for Jesus. terrible. Rapping for Jesus. It is an amazing song. Oh, it's yeah, goddamn no awful. They made uh, a video oh, and everything. I know. <laughs> I know they did. Uh, Should I hold it, dead man? Uh, dude, honestly, I thought I could. I was like, I'm, I'm going to be fine. I'm going to be fine. I'm going to be fine. Fucking my bladder went, all right, so this is happening whether you want it or not. Right? You want to soil your pants in your chair? Because I can do that. Dead man, just got to have to just catheterize before the show, bro. I, like I've that's never really happened to me before. Like I don't really pee during the show or anything else like that. But there, there, there is a, just getting there is, old, man. We're just getting old. I don't know. Maybe it's also because the idea that I had like six cups of coffee and energy drink, and I'm well, fucking. You're another water. day closer to needing to get your prostate checked. Uh, I should actually. I'm already forty, so they, I should already have a finger in my butt. Uh, but there, there is there is something I wanted to talk about because DJ sent this, and I kind of read a little bit uh, on it. And I wanted to get you guys' opinion, uh, because this is an opinion piece. If it's, it's Machine Gun Kelly, the answer is I fucking hate you. No, it's not Machine Gun Kelly. Okay. Um, when will hip-hop finally protect black women? And 
What is this? There we go. Protect them from what? Um, it says here, making these Stanley's interview with Gail King about the 2020 shooting shows how black women aren't allowed to be victims, even by those who claim to love us. I don't know about this. Like, Protect this them is, from what? I don't know. Let's, let's take a look at this. <laughs> When will protect black women finally become more a, a more than a popular hashtag? If Megan Thee Stallion's interview with Gail King about the shooting involving Tory, Tory Lanez teaches us anything, it's that black women aren't allowed to be victims, even in the eyes of the people who claim to love us. Ah, uh, what? DJ, I don't know. you, you want to... You want to comment I don't know. On it that? seemed like an, it seemed like interesting. So I was like, yeah, let's, let's, oh yeah, let's, yeah, yeah. No, we're, I'm not like I'm not like. What the fuck is your problem? I'm like, what the fuck? All right, well, let's let's go a little bit further. Maybe there's some meat on this. When reports of the incident first surfaced, a few figures in hip hop immediately took to social media to share their thoughts on the matter. What they offered it wasn't compassion, but jokes, which ultimately turned Megan's trauma into a punchline. Fifty shared and now deleted "Boys in the Hood" me mocking the incident. He quickly apologized. I wouldn't have done that if I knew you was really hurt. Sorry. See, that's the thing. What do they mean, rap protecting black women? Like, what about Tupac and keep your head up? What? You know, like Tupac over here talking about, about and when he tells you you ain't nothing, don't believe him. If he can't learn to love you, you should leave him because, sister, you don't need him. And I ain't trying to gas you up. I just call, I'm just telling you how I sees him. You know what makes me unhappy when brothers make babies then leave a young mother to be a pappy and since we all came from a woman got our name from a woman and our game from a woman i wonder why we take from our women why we rape our women do we hate our women you know i think it's time to kill for our women to heal our women to be real to our women and if we don't we'll have a race of babies that will hate the ladies that make the babies and since a man can't make one he has no right to tell a woman when and oh, where okay, to create okay okay like, we don't need to hear the whole song dude that's not you the whole the song point. you fuck stick just because you don't listen to tupac because it's too hipster. i haven't listened to fucking tupac since i was in my teens right because it was cool then and you didn't like it because it was cool no, same reason you don't listen to pantera listen to pantera <laughs> yeah but you don't like them because everybody else was listening to him what you've said that multiple times yeah hmm. But I, I listened to them. I just didn't like them very much. I didn't think they were the fucking end all be all that everybody and their mothers said they were. Yeah, I mean, I anyway. Because the singer's a racist piece of shit, so. Yeah. Uh, what is uh, hip hop would protect them if they would love rapping for Jesus, not supporting getting jiggy with it? Will Smith protected women. <laughs> well, and that's just a. That actually goes into what I'm trying to, to like fucking dissect here, right? Like Jada Pinkett Smith is apparently a piece of shit. Like we we're, we're having more and more of these fuck. Like uh, what what's your what's your name? Uh, uh uh, Cardi B literally talked about drugging people, robbing them, and leaving them out on the streets. Mm -hmm. And do you want to be protected? Mm -hmm. Like, are you serious? No, you're treated like everybody the fuck else. And this then you've got equality. like Lil Kim over here talking about oh she she's not as good as me because she doesn't guzzle cum like I do. That's great. That's a talent that you're proud of. Go for yeah. it. You know, um, 
Like the ridicule got so bad that encompassed commentary from celebrities like Drea Mitchell to Chrissy Teigen that Quest Love chimed in, perplexed by the intensity. I just want to know how come this is taken in this how come this isn't taken in a serious matter? I'm dreading I already know the answer as I type each word. Everything about this story is mad fucked up. Hardly heard no news coverage, nothing. Don't even know the sta- uh, Megan like that, but I hope she recovers and gets justice. How many fucking rappers die daily? And no, 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 none of this black on black on black crime bullshit. How many of these motherfuckers literally died daily from all sorts of circumstances? Get zero goddamn press coverage. Yeah. Zero. Yeah, what, what did uh? Yeah, ICP said it in their uh, terrible song. He's like, yeah, you know, heroin and a shotgun. The hero is made. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like you know, but <laughs> when a rapper dies of AIDS, you know, you hardly, hardly gets mentioned. mentioned. But you know, rock guy blows his face up and he becomes a legend. Yep, a heroin and a shotgun, a hero is made. Maybe I should do that shit so Jay can get paid. <laughs> like, <laughs> they so, had a point. They had oh, a fucking yeah. point. <laughs> a few rappers spoke up defending Megan, including Bun B, Whale, 21 Savage. When outraged, the hip-hop community was mostly replaced with, with skepticism. Is Megan lying about being shot by Lane's interview with King, which aired earlier today? She explained that initially telling police she stepped on the glass was an attempt to protect everyone involved. That's your fault. Nobody else's fault. You did that. I didn't want to see anybody die, so I, so I said I stepped on glass. So when I see people trying to use that against me, like I'm lying, oh, she stepped on glass and never got shot. I'm the one who said I stepped on glass. I was lying to protect all of us. That's your dumbass fault, bro. Why, you, yeah, literally, why? you literally got shot. I am not going to protect the person that fucking put a bullet in me. Right. Mm-hmm. I stepped but on like, glass. No, my... I, oh, did you I wanna, just fucking shoot me? Yeah, oh, I want to protect the culture. I don't want this to become another black-on-black story, which I guarantee is where she wants that to be. I guarantee that's what that, that, that statement means. I don't want it to be another rapper shoots rapper story. I got bad fucking news for you, lady. It happens, and it happens often, and it happens often enough that we, 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 it's, it's no longer news. Yeah, you're not like, oh, rapper anybody. gets bum-rushed while he's on stage. Okay. Yeah, well, scroll. Uh, the evidence cooperating Lane's guilt is beyond mounting at this point and includes video from the night altercation showing Megan and her bloodied feet limping while trying to follow police orders. The medical report, uh, text obtained from a witness in the car said Lane's shot Megan, photos of her wounds, and so on and so forth. The baby, who nowadays is getting more traction for his very problematic behavior, uh, welcomed Lane's as his guest during his 21, uh, 2021 Rolling Loud Miami set. I'm just so where 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 is where where is the there it is. We know that black women are the most disrespected group of people on the planet. A point which Megan herself uh, underscored in an op-ed for the New York Times, published three months after the shooting occurred. We are the group that go missing the most. We are also the ones most likely to die from domestic violence. What Megan needs in solidi- is solidarity from the hip hop community, ranging from those who curate the art form to mere enjoyers of it. <clears throat> Okay, so that's problematic in and of itself. Hmm. Indigenous women are the ones that go missing the most. And Hispanics are next after that. The ones that most likely die. Like, is she from... talking about murders or human trafficking? I, I don't know. I don't, I, she says go missing, so I'm assuming human trafficking. 
and that is indigenous women i'm sorry like yeah the, the, like the facts do not agree with you uh most likely to die from domestic violence are white women uh that's literally per capita mm -hmm. uh what megan needs is solidarity from the hip-hop community uh <sighs> i don't like <laughs> this because like you want to be on her side right like there is a part of you that is like yes we must protect women yes women must be at, at least understood and, and believed at certain points but when she says problematic things like that you are coming from a place that is not of I hmm. want I want to say genuineness like like DJ help me out here yeah it's I mean yeah yeah part of it yeah part of you wants wants to protect her, but at the same time this feels like you hold yourself back because this this whole thing seems unbelievably manipulative yeah um and that's honestly the uh like i guess the conundrum that a lot a lot of people i guess in our mindset with face because yeah yeah because you're right part of you wants to protect her but at the same time you're, you're kind of seeing like you read as you read more in between the lines it's like is is she playing me right now i mean is she uh or is she just trying to spin like spin this to his to her uh spin this to her advantage yeah I mean, it, <sighs> Yeah, it's... I don't know. I'm a fan of Doja Cat. Okay, so she doesn't use a fucking filter when she says words that some people get offended by. That's fine. <laughs> well, she was, she, she was born off of battle camp type bullshit. Yeah, I'm like, isn't, that's like Doja Cat's biggest controversy is the words that she uses. Well, so let's... She let's, doesn't, yeah. like, spin up stuff, you know? Yeah. And she kind of just knows when to just walk away. She's also mm -hmm. in on the joke. That yeah, she's in a joke. Yeah. And and she, she I mean seriously bitch I'm a cow moo how can you write that and not know that you're becoming a meme yeah. you know <laughs> and she knows when to just walk away sit at her home and make TikToks you know yeah. she doesn't get involved in a bunch of shit so let's let's read this yeah it's true it's not protect black women until you realize it's a black man who was accused of abuse it's not protect black women unless you enjoy the music of the abuser it needs to be protect black women full stop more now more than ever because our lives are depending on it. I don't. What about other women? Don't do that. Don't all lives matter. This I'm not all lives mattering that because there's a lot of. A fuck That's not what I said though. I said other women, because not not all women are great women. There's some women that are out there that are just absolute fucking monsters. Why would we protect them? Yeah. But what about other women who maybe in abusive situations that one are too afraid to say anything or too can't because they would be killed. Yeah. And, and like I said, this is, this is, well, this and is Mike Smith, what about trans women? Why don't we protect trans women? We need to protect. They, they get a lot of hate too. They, hmm. they're actually like worse off when it comes to a lot of like violence. So I don't like this. I don't know. I don't, this is kind of getting a like a political subject. Well, no, we're not. We're not mm. involved in politics. This isn't left or right or anything else like that. Yeah. This is the idea of. Well, apparently we are because when I said other women, you pulled the "Don't pull that all lives matter." Yeah, like you wouldn't even let me finish uh, because you wanted to be such a political prick. Okay. Anyway, uh, anyway, back on back on topic. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I get a. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I get it, but at the same time, it's literally a um, 
first of all, it's got to be. It has to be depend on the individual. Number one, like uh, uh, absolutely one, because like you know, Dead Man mentioned uh, what's her name. I I forget her name. You know, that's that's how that's how little she means to me. The one that she she would drug up her clients and Cardi know, B. Yeah, yeah, Cardi B. Like, yeah, I mean, it's like you know, she can't she she be protected? Hell, fucking no. You know, like fuck, she could, oh. she could fucking rot in the ground for all you know. All, all anybody with any sense cares. But number one should be depending on the individual, first and foremost. If you're, you know, you need help, or you know, you're, you know, a good person, but just, you know, bad things. Yeah, you should absolutely be be protected. Yeah. But if you, but if you're like somebody who's like, and a lot of this article right here, very manipulative, who, uh, you know, who who feeds off this, and you know, trying to uh, spin it for your own game, then uh, if something bad happens to you, you know, you know, yeah, I mean, you should get seek justice. But you know, at, at the same time, it's like this, this is not a free ride. One thing about life is, you know, nobody's owed anything. You know, you you literally have to uh, you have to take care of yourselves because no one owes you anything, and people will stab you in the back literally all the time, especially in music, especially in music, especially it, if you don't know what you're doing in music. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, so, like, and my my biggest issue is that one, she's trying to invoke R. Kelly, and how R. Kelly's sales quadrupled after he got con- convicted. She's also She's also trying to dismiss the people that said, well, your story's fucked because you said you stepped on glass. And then it came out you were shot. And then after you were busted for lying, then you said, oh, by the way, yeah, I was shot. So it's like, and I understand, like I said, oh, you're trying to, you're trying to protect the, the culture. You're trying to protect the people around you and shit like that. No. No, no, no. Yeah, exactly. That whole like, oh, I stepped on glass. No, I was shot. No, I stepped on glass. No, but I was really shot. It just really seems manipulative to begin with. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. She she always added like an extension to the uh, the story whenever someone would call her out on a uh, yeah a thing. And look, and, as far as protecting the culture goes, look, you can't protect a culture that doesn't even want to protect itself. You you can't protect a culture that is actively on fire, mm-hmm. like, like there's there's so much going on with the with the black culture right now and stuff like that. And the only reason I can say that is because I, I keep up with news and I keep up with stuff like that. And we of course I'm on TikTok and I I have the algorithm set to give me the most current news. But like oh she's like like she's literally saying I I didn't want anybody to get in trouble. I what the fuck what the fuck dude no. No. Okay. Like yeah. first. Well, all, if first someone needs protection, does that not also entail that someone is in trouble? Not or the same danger? someone necessarily, but if one person needs protection, then they must. Then another person must be in trouble. Yeah, I mean, if you, yeah. if you're going to become a martyr, make sure you you martyr for something that's worthy of the sacrifice. Don't make your don't don't make yourself the liar. Yeah, because I'll like, tell you I, how like, I feel like, about black women. I love brown sugar. Yeah, I love black <laughs> girls. I love black women. And DJ does too. Like, you do. You do. There's, 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 there's things. What we've talked about that personally, but overall, black women are great. I've yeah. had a crush on Regina King since I was a child. You know what I mean? Mm. You know. What? Well, let's let's and Tatiana let's a- Ali. Oh my god. Oh my God. <laughs> I used to really like Jada Pinkett Smith as, as Captain Niobe until this yeah. whole fucking thing, yeah. Nairobi. But let's let's take a perfect example of lying to protect yourself and the people around you. Amber Heard. Everybody believed Amber Heard. 
everybody did except for fucking us. I, I remember Mustard DJ and I were both were all three of us were like. I remember you guys were talking about hashtag justice for Johnny before justice that was even Johnny. a fucking hashtag. Yeah. Was it in 2019? Yeah. Like that was us. That was yeah. us. That was that was VT Network, guys. Yeah. Uh and we were talking about it and everybody believed Amber fucking heard. And now now she's been made a fucking liar. And everything she has touched for the last three years has is now on fire. Yeah. And that's that's what's hap- that's what happened to Megan Megan the Stallion with this whole shooting thing and you got to protect us. Why didn't you protect yourself? Cops were there. Motherfucker that shot you was there, and you're trying to cover for them. Yeah. Fuck you, lady. Like that was the time when you literally had security. You there. had oh you had a fucking finger to point and say hey. Instead of saying, oh, I'm trying to protect the culture, instead, you could have ousted a toxic motherfucker from the culture itself, but you chose to protect them. Which in so, itself is another toxic trait. You ever mm-hmm. watch Cops? Yeah. <laughs> Don't arrest him. I love him. I'm going to yeah. change him. No, you're not. No, you're not. And he's going to beat you next week, and we're going to be back here on fucking Tuesday. Yeah. Or even the story that Mike told from Better Call Saul about the one cop that would beat his wife, you know? Yeah. When, yeah, but by anyway, let's not get into that shit. That's a depressing ass story, but it's realistic too. No, I, it is. But DJ, mm-hmm. like, like, back me up on that one, dude. Come on. No, absolutely. I mean, yeah. No, look. <laughs> yeah, it. it it's frustrating uh that you know they tell the honest truth you know and but that th- that's the thing like uh like boondocks is a good yeah. example like you know riley's like no snitching no <laughs> snitching and i'm like no like these people did a crime they need to go to freaking jail but yeah. like, oh, no Jesus snitching. was black and Ronald reagan was the devil <laughs> <laughs> god this show's fucked i love that you show haven't heard dreams about angering the white people again <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, being the only funny, white guy here, cops hits kind of hard. Well, see, Mike gets it. Yeah, yeah, yeah but, dude. Like, yeah, one yeah. week it's like, don't arrest him. I love him. And then the next week it's like, take his ass to jail. Tase him. Tase him. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then the next week, like, maybe I made a mistake. And that's the problem. It's like, and then they end up like, on like, like Yeah, I mean, like black culture. A lot of times, of course, not everyone. Of course, it's always individuals exceptions. Yeah, but yeah, like, yeah. You know, a lot of times. They are so like desperate to like protect the whole. They don't even realize sometimes you need to surgically remove the the rotten peat, the rotten parts. You know, mm-hmm. for, you know, for the freaking uh, body, the rest of the body to freaking heal. Look, I mean, and removing somebody that shoots another person mm-hmm. kind of essential. Yeah. You know, like you know that 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 could, that could help. You know, just saying. You know, like you know, try it out. You know, you know, give yourself a week just doing that, and you know, maybe some things will improve. Yeah. Because truth be told, these these type of people that will sabotage you as well. You know, these are the moochers. These are the leech, the leech to you know, to your hard work. They're the one. They are the crabs who will bring you down. Yeah, and and like I said, man, like do I, do I believe do I do I agree with the sentiment that women should be protected? Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. All women, trans women, black women, white women, Hispanic women. Eh, I don't know about the Hispanic. Women. Hispanic women got it themselves. They got the attitude. They I was gonna say. I was gonna say. It. They kind of stab enough people on their own. I don't think they need to know. 
I don't think they need protection. Uh, but like, Hispanic like, men need protection from Hispanic women. We yeah, we get stabbed a lot. <laughs> but watch the shut, watch shut the novellas, the fuck up, DJ. Watch shut the up, novellas, DJ. Like, like, <laughs> You know who I'm talking about too. You know exactly who I'm talking about. You motherfucker, you son of a bitch. I hate you. <laughs> Do I believe in this sentiment? Absolutely. Do I believe that it should be the sentiment coming from Megan the fucking stallion? No. But see, I also believe that women who need protection need to ask for that protection. You can't just like arbitrarily be like, "I'm protecting women." Yeah, you don't break into someone's house on the auspice of protecting people. Right. <laughs> I'm here to help. Who the yeah. fuck are you? <laughs> yeah, you know, you can't just like be at like a, a fucking you can't just be at a nightclub and start peeling dudes off of random women either. Yeah, I mean, like imagine like, yo, lady, the door is locked. I'm here to protect you. Yeah. You know, like, let me, let me get this, like, this crowbar will help. Oh, my God. Why are you trying to illegally enter my house? To protect you. To protect you. <laughs> you I'm know? dropping off a fire extinguisher for you. Have a nice night. Yeah, Sorry, really. about, Sorry about your deadbolt. Jesus fuck. I know, right? It's like, uh, it's like, it seems like this window's in the way of me me protecting you. <laughs> yeah. Well, that plus, like, in actuality, too, you know, like, not all women need protection. Not all women want protection. Yeah. yeah. I, I, think, I think that's a more accurate statement. I think that one is way more accurate. Not all women want protection. Some yeah. women, Some women do love to perpetually be the victim. And I like, and it, I'm not, I'm not shaming anybody. This is a, this is a fact. All right. Some people and women, men, everybody's included in this fucking statement, but some women are love to perpetually be the victim. Mm -hmm. Like they're always on the wrong end. They're always being wronged. They're always being filling the fucking blank. Every bad thing ever always happens to them. Why? They don't know. But, you know, you try to help them, try to give them solutions, you try to do all you can, but they refuse it because they and just... Congratulations, you're the next bad guy in their life. Yeah. So, it sounds because like you've a lot put yourself like, there. Uh, sounds like a lot like Karens. Yeah. You know, they're perpetually the victim, and they love to do it. Yeah, Karens, there you go. Yeah. yeah. And, it's, and it's fucked, and it's sad, and it's terrible. We don't like it. We don't like calling out that kind of behavior, and we don't like mentioning it because people then suddenly feel attacked or people know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody. But it's, God it's, a, damn, it's a problem. <laughs> Say it louder so carbon the bitch can hear. <laughs> Mike! <laughs> God damn it. God damn it. Oh, I love Mike. Anyways, on that note, we're gonna, we're gonna start wrapping up because holy shit, that was rough. <laughs> shit. Oh my god, Grave Robber, you want to hit the button? What button? Yeah, look at the fucking button. <laughs> Where is it? Here it is. Okay. I got to hit the button. <laughs> Uh, this has been a weird day. This has been a weird show. I like this show. <laughs> DJ, you know what to do. <clears throat> yes. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. 
please come please give us money at our patreon so we can protect women for, <laughs> forcibly <laughs> hold on hold on i kind of i kind of i kind of want to hold on hold on hold on there we go <laughs> he's alone saying that one <laughs> I'm kidding, brother. Go ahead. I was like, can you even read it, though? It was fucking tiny. <laughs> yeah, I know. Go ahead, brother. Go- <laughs> what oh. Oh, he lost this, I think. I think he lost this. I don't know. It looks like he made a click. It looks like he did it intentionally. Oh. Oh, no. no okay. Are you all right, brother? Nope. Nope. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah, you're good. Carmen level, 40 grand a year. I have no idea what that's in reference to, but that's kind of scary. Uh, check your inputs, brother. Oh, fuck. All right, while DJ figures that out, I guess, uh, come to our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash VT Network. For $1 a month, you get the first blood achievement. That's a producer credit on every episode. The Marine Mental Minute, which is wonderful, and a minute with DJ as soon as he figures out his microphone. For the level two tier, which is the UAV tier, $3 a month. That is producer credits on every episode. Access to the post show that releases every Wednesday. We have yet to meet, we have yet to miss one. I, I just posted one at the wrong time one day. A minute with DJ and the Marine Mental Minute. And, and uh, I posted one on the wrong fucking day. <laughs> that's fine. You get all the above levels and get to fuck with his head beyond airstrike level. Yes. <laughs> uh, let's see. Airstrike tier. That's $5 a month. This is where you want to be, folks. I'm thinking about a, I'm, I'm thinking about one more level for uh, $7 a month or $8 a month, and I'm kind of thinking of what we can do for that, and I think I have an idea. I think the Disgusting Dead Man should be a monthly thing on the next level. I think so. I think so. We're gonna we're gonna talk about that later. Uh, that is er, that is access access to a monthly movie roast. We had a lot of fun, and now that I figured out a better way to to record audio, we're gonna be doing more of those. Uh, access to the post show name right out loud at every episode. Producer credit of every episode. Stickers every month, and I think you guys should have yours now. Uh, from the last two months, we finally got caught up. A giveaway every three months, which we're about to do here uh, at the end of this show. Uh, a minute with DJ and the Marine Mental Minute. So all of that is at patreon.com forward slash VT Network. So head over there, let us know. And uh, yeah, we're, we got we got content literally coming out seven days a week. Because we are sluts. Yeah. <laughs> all right, uh, Grave Robber. Want to tell him about the store? Fucking connection, man. I told him already. No, you didn't. Mm. Don't try to gaslight me, bitch. You're not Jada Pickett Smith. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, and if a monthly subscription isn't really your bag of tea, um, speaking of which, I got some really cool tea. So next post or next next week's show, I can make a really cool concoction for you, Mike. It actually fucking changes colors. Anyway. Uh, and you just want to do like a one-time purchase thing, you know, protect your anonymity and not have to worry about a commitment later on because there's certain things that I agree with that. Um, we've got a little shop spelt with a double P and an E at the end oh, because God. we're fucking swanky like that. 
and uh, we sell stuff. We got t-shirts, mouse pads, desk pads, shower curtains, floor pillows, throw pillows, blankets, um, undershirts. We got pajama shirts. We've got phone cases, laptop skins. I mean, at this point, like, we have a lot of stuff. And you can pick out whatever you like. I mean, we got really interesting designs. A new design should be coming soon based on the Marine Mental Minute once I draw it up and send it to Dead Man to digitize. Um, and you can put it on almost anything. We've even got, like, little paperweights, like acrylic desk cubes and clocks and just weird shit like that. It's kind of fun. So if you want to support the homies, uh, you know, and kind of show your friends just a little bit of your own, like, VT Network swag, just stop by vtnetwork.redbubble.com and check us out. You know, buy something. It arrives pretty quick after you order it, usually within about two weeks or so, um, considering they fresh print it when you order. Um, you can so, still smell the ink. Yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. And, I mean, it's, it's fun stuff, guys. And uh, we got this secret deal working out right now where uh, if you buy something for 7 bucks or more, on Redbubble, uh, send us a screenshot of like your order confirmation or your receipt to vtnetwork84 at gmail.com and attach a link to a video that you think is gross enough to make Dead Man puke on camera. That's a really fun thing. So, uh, yeah, check it out. Was... Yeah, vtnetwork.redbubble.com. This last one, I sank the ship that I was on despite the captain. <laughs> like, because I sent him a video that literally grosses me out and I don't get grossed out by too much stuff. Because I worked in a veterinary hospital, so uh, that was it was so bad. Like, <laughs> it was so bad. Where are Dickman's gym videos? The gym videos Ooh. because of everything that's been going on uh, with with my with my situation. I just have not had the opportunity. Literally, the fucking opportunity. It's not even the want or anything else like that. Because I do want to work out. I, I like working out. You know what I mean? Like I, I I'm kind of tired of being fat. So. I want to go to the gym. I just literally for the last month and a half dealing with everything I've been dealing with and finally getting this place, you know, somewhat settled next week, literally starting tomorrow, I'm going to be doing uh, gym videos once a week and they're going to be on the Patreon for the $5 levels. Uh, so that's also, that's, that's going to be, uh, that's going to start up again next week. Uh, and then eventually Grave Robber's going to join in on those gym videos and we're both going to be yeah. ripped. What if we make a donation that would equiv uh, equivocate the profit of a purchase? Does that count? Um, how do you I make donations? I don't see why not. Uh, we're going to have to figure out how to receive donations. Uh, actually, I think there's a way to do that on Patreon. Let me double check here. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna find that out for you, Mike. Uh, when when we find out for you, uh, while well, while we find out, DJ, tell them about the social medias. Uh, we have social medias. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? Uh, Twitter is like uh, VT Network uh, number two. Is that right? Yep. Uh, do we have a Facebook? Yep. yep. Yeah, so everything is pretty much social media number two. VT Network number two. Except for uh, our email, uh, vtnetwork84 at gmail.com. And you will always get a response. Uh, all right, Dr. Tran, that was so weird. All right, so 
uh, for the gross out PayPal. We're we're gonna figure it out, Mike. We're gonna figure it out one way or another, and uh, we're gonna get to. I think we have your email, Mike. Yeah, we've got Mike's email. Uh, let me see here. Yeah, I don't know how to do it on Patreon, but I'm sure it can't be hard to set up like a like a PayPal or something like that. I mean, shoot, we could even set up a VT Network Cash app. That way, it'd be easier for us to pay our guests and stuff if we have to pay them. Uh, yeah, you can. Uh... Yeah, we'll we'll set up a VT Network Cash app. Uh, Grave Robber, could you could you do that for for us, please? And we'll uh, we'll email you that we'll email you that username. So. With all that said, though, we're going to get the fuck out of here and head to the post show where I'm about to be tortured by goddamn Takashi69. Takashi69, this song is actually pretty dope. <laughs> I would explain a lot that you have my email. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, some bitch. I really don't want to do this because I really fucking hate that guy. But we're going to get the fuck out of here. Go to the post show. But first, I want to thank everybody that watched. We're going to the post show, but first. Yeah. I want to thank BJ Robbins for being on, <laughs> for discussing hip-hop and culture with us, because that was actually a discussion I've wanted to have for a long time. I want to thank Paul Schroyer, the Magic Scroll Network, who was on last week. So if you want to keep supporting him, please do. Uh, and BJ Robbins, you can find him on Flyover Media, on all apps, Flyover Media. He does Uncle Buck's House, he does the, the Pack Cast, and he does Fresh and Clean. So you can search him up. He's really good. Uh, I also want to thank Lofus, the Grave Robber, this asshole, uh, the Raging Caucasian, Cheyenne, Carol, Sherry Finks, Ashley, uh, Crocoduck Scoop, Mike Smith, and Donnie Hengel, and Danny Atwell. I have no idea this was an updated list, but it did not update. So everybody gets fucking thanked this week. <laughs> Woo! Uh, with all that said, though, we are going to get the fuck out of here. So say goodnight, DJ. Good night, DJ. Good night, DJ.